Welcome to Fate's Wide Wheel, a Quantum Leap podcast with Sam and Dennis. We are coming to you from our top secret headquarters at Project Quantum Leap, but you can find us online at fwwquantumleappod.com or follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Fate's Wide Wheel. And please do us a favor by hitting the subscribe button on iTunes. Any Outlander since, you know, like the first half of the first season yeah. and I've only read the first book. Where does the first book stop? But um, Oh god, I can't even remember at this point. They re- it's right after they rescue Jamie when he's been held captive and raped and okay. you know, they, yeah. they, they rescue him, they, they get away. I don't think she comes back to the present at the end of it. Not yet. Yeah. I think yeah. she's still I think she's still in Scotland with yeah. them. I love the series, but from what I've read about the books and how long they are, I have no interest in reading Oh my books. god, they go on for... Di- like, Diana Gabaldon and George R.R. R. Martin are both people who really need editors. <laughs> it's so funny that you mention it, though, because they are really, really similar. Like, like as I was reading the first book... They need editors so badly. <laughs> as I was reading the first book, I remember remarking to Jess... Well, Jess was reading it at the same time. Like, she and I would talk about it, and it would just kind of be like, man, there's a lot of this reminds me a lot of, you know, of, of uh, uh, Song of Ice and Fire. Mm-hmm. Um of course, the way he uses. Well, I was gonna is. say, which is also a series that relies. <laughs> yeah, but I, I yeah. you know, I would, I would say that that the, the way that he uses it, sometimes it's so throwaway, as to the point of me of, of like normalizing it. Right. You know, it's just like, oh, it just happens. As opposed to it, at least I suppose, if it's used as a narrative device, there's a point to it. Whereas he uses it in such a way that there's almost just no point. To it. Mm-hmm. Which I guess, in some ways, is more honest. But if you're telling a story. You know, there should be a point, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. So, 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 going away from that real quick, uh, we actually had a comment um, recently on yes. our Facebook page. Oh, wait, are we recording? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. We're doing, we're doing, like, no, we're doing open. the cold open. Oh, like we do. yeah. so you're going to have to take all that stuff from the beginning out. Cause... Oh, no, no, we didn't hear it. We, oh, we, I, we I, just started, I just started recently. Don't, don't worry. They didn't say to hear any of the horrible things that were said. Good. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, no, I wanted to mention briefly, and it's funny because I had actually... Um, intended to do this even before the post was made, but uh, Stephanie, one of our listeners, uh, shared a post on uh, our Facebook page about the Doctor Who episode Rosa from this past season of Doctor Who. Um, definitely one of the highlights of the season. I mean, the, there are a lot of fans that are hypercritical of the season. There are a lot of critics that have been hypercritical of the season. I think that it had a little bit more of, of an eye on it because of the fact that Jodie Whittaker is the first female Doctor, but... Um, this episode was definitely very, very well done, and the comment that Stephanie made is that it felt like um, an episode of Quantum Leap, and uh, I would agree. I think that more than a lot of other episodes of Doctor Who, I mean, because it's it's a, a pseudo historical. They used to right. the original in the original series. They used to have purely historical uh, episodes where the only like sci fi element was the Doctor and his companions. Uh, there hasn't really been a straight historical like that in a long time. I think since like 1985. Uh, every episode since then, even if it's taken place in like Earth's past, has always had some sort of, you know, it's like there's an alien presence or there's, <laughs> you know, there's some sort of other sci fi element. Um, but that said, there's, there's a point towards the end of the episode that I won't spoil for anyone uh, that, that hasn't seen it yet and wants to watch it, um, where it does really feel very much like they have to set something right that 
you know, once went wrong. Um, and it's handled really well. The actors in particular, um, the actor that plays Graham, I can't think of his name, but he's the older companion this season, uh, is fantastic. Um, one of the things, though, that I wanted to remark on, going back to, I feel like we've had this continuing discussion about an episode called Justice. Yeah. Um, because Sam leapt into a member of the KKK. Yes. And uh, a particular word gets thrown around a lot. And when Dennis and I first talked about it, there was, like, I, I think I was a little defensive of it because I thought, well, you know, they're going for a certain level of veracity and I can understand that and I can support that. However, in the conversation that Dennis and I then went on to have and then in thinking about it for a week or two and coming back and talking again about Quantum Leap, I was, you know, I I definitely shifted quite a bit. And after watching this episode of Doctor Who, that shift continued because the word doesn't get used once throughout the entire episode. And I'll be damned if the episode wasn't just as powerful, if not more so than justice in the way that you felt just so upset by the behavior of these white people towards these black characters. And, and again, the word was never used mm-hmm. and it didn't have to be, you know, and it was, it was, it was, so it was quite remarkable in, in, in that alone. And, and it definitely made me sort of reexamine that, you know, the, again, I'm not going to sit here and say that for the purposes of any sort of verisimilitude, if you're trying to, to tell a story in a certain way that it should never, ever, 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 ever be used. I just don't think that that's, that's, fair of me to say. Um, that said, I, I can now say with absolute certainty that it does not need to be used oh, yeah. no, in order no. to drive that particular point home. Sure. Yeah. And I think, you know, and we talked about this on the episode, like at the point we're at now in culture, there are so many people who do believe that you should absolutely not use the word in any context. No. It automatically, it's going to automatically take you out of the episode watching it going, oh, oh, they just used the word. Yeah. And, and it becomes about the use of the word and not yeah. the point of the, yeah. Whereas, like, similarly in this episode, I mean, how many times can we say the word rape in one episode? Oh, oh God, yes. Like, yeah, I, I said, yeah, like yeah. right from the beginning, I'm just like, oh, this is no longer a word now because you've said it. 80,000 times. Yeah. Yeah, because Betsy and I were watching the show yes. last night. We were both like enjoying an alcoholic beverage. And we're like, if we were to make a drinking game, right. out of like take a drink every time they said the word rape. I, would, I was telling uh, right. Sam this before you got here. Yes. Like the, the last few days, I've been telling Betsy, like, I need to watch this episode of Quantum Leap. We're getting ready to watch it last night. I'm like, just warning, like, what, what the episode's about. Yeah. You know, it's. It's raped. It's, yes. it's, it's oh, the yes. raped. It's the raped episode. Tr- trigger warnings galore. All, all over the place. All across yeah. the board. Also, I'm in no way equating the N-word with the word rape, but just in that... Sure, like, sure, sure, sure. Just, sure. just going back to your context where it's just like, it doesn't, you know, it it, 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 it loses its meaning. Like, yeah, that's just, I just noticed in this episode that I'm just like, how many times can, can we, we say, say rape? Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, so like I've been telling it's, it's the raped episode, the raped episode. Yes. And then when I turned it on and she saw the episode title, she was like, oh... It's called rape. Yeah, yeah. it's like, like so ridiculous. It's like it's right on the nose. This, this episode is just a dangerous dumpster fu- dumpster fire of shit. Like yeah. this whole episode. Like yeah. I have, I I apologize, fans. <laughs> I I I really, for the most part, enjoy this series on many many levels. This episode is a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> so so can, can I can I read the text message that you sent us oh about God. three hours you, ago you now? May. Yeah. You may. Yeah. So, uh, at 12.42 this afternoon, and, and, and it's now 3.30 Central Time in Chicago, uh, fair warning, I have watched this episode three times over the last week, 
and still have nothing complimentary to say about it. I wanted to let you know in case you'd rather not have me on to discuss it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to which Dennis and I both respond. I, yeah, Dennis responded first, but I was actually writing out a text that was very similar to what Dennis had to say, which was just like, that's totally fine. Like, as long as you want to talk right, about it. I mean, I was like, like oh, yeah. I want to talk about it, <laughs> but it ain't going to be pretty. Like, And then I did watch it again before I came over, and I, uh, I did find a couple of things I like about it, uh, mostly just uh, seeing uh, guest stars Amy Ryan, Penny Pizer, <laughs> and uh, Nancy Linehan from uh, many other uh, things that I love, so... That's, yay. There's that. Go those ladies. So, you know, so first of all, you know, Claire Feeney, welcome back. Thank you. Um, Hi. She's our our guest (laughs) this week for the episode Raped. I'm happy Um, to be here. We, uh, no, yeah, it's funny because this sort of, um, there's a couple of landmarks with this particular episode. It's the first time um, since we, I believe, like a lot of... Well, Black on White Fire is the first time you and I have been in the yeah. same room recording because yeah. everything it's it's been over Google Hangouts. Yeah. Uh, and it's yeah the first time since we've since we've like you said since we've had a guest and the guest was in the room with us it's, too. It's, yeah, it's, since Leap Home Part yeah. Two. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's cool. We're all we're all hanging out again uh, in in my basement um, and. Uh, Right up front, you know, I, I wanted to say this even before we, we got into some of the other stuff, but uh, I'll say it now. The, it's important to me, and we've reiterated this a couple of times recently, because unfortunately there have been some not-so-great episodes, but it's important to me to, to just say to our listeners that we love this show. Yeah. We love this show. <laughs> we would not be doing this podcast if we didn't love this show. We're trying to be... Um, you know, honest and, and, and critical in our examination of the series over the course of this podcast. And certainly we've, we've you know, always strived to contextualize the episode um, when it aired, when it was set, and, and where we are right now today uh, in 2019. It's our first recording of 2019. Well. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, but that said, we all... F- pretty much agree that this is not a great episode. I think, you know, perhaps uh, to varying degrees we may have found some things that we like or not so much like. Um, we'll, we'll see. I know Dennis and I have chatted briefly about a couple of things, but uh, uh, overall, uh, this is this is yeah. you know not who a great one. You know, who did, you know who didn't think this was a very good episode? Who's that? Scott Bakula. Yes, that's really? very true. Yeah. yeah. So, so the thing is, uh, so there's a couple of interviews, like uh, in 1996 on a panel, uh, he was complimentary of the episode, and he noted that Deborah Pratt largely rewrote the episode, even though it is credited Beverly Bridges. Yeah. And I think at the time he had made the comment that he uh, he wanted Sam to leap in in the middle of being like a, of a, the trial. No, of being assaulted. assault. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, so and and but he that but, but he made but so he, much more sense. But he knew that network TV wasn't ready for it. Yeah. yeah. And then in 2016, in another panel. He just kind of acknowledged that there were some episodes of the series were better than others, and this was not one of the best episodes of the series. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Scott Bakula, being the the you know the the the, the gentleman, he used he put it as nicely as he could. Right. Yes, <laughs> exactly. I, in fact, I believe I, I, his I, exact words were. Are there some hours in the series that are better than others? Yeah. The rape episode wasn't the best script in the world. I don't remember who wrote it, but the idea of this man having to be in the body of this woman who had been raped was uh, was a good idea. So at least the idea of the episode was a good idea. But, you know, that's the... Anyway. Yeah. Um, 
so this episode is well intended. Yeah, you yeah, sure. Okay, you know what? We will give it that. Yeah. Yes. We will give it the very special episode good intentions award. And, yeah. and you know, I, I, it's actually I'm glad you said that now because I, I did have the question of do we give the episode credit for trying something that at the time would have probably been fairly boundary pushing. Well, I was going to say, I mean, well, what, what, when did this air? Like, 91? 91. Yeah. I mean... Was it boundary pushing, though? That's the... Well, okay. For this, I Probably... Th- oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 go ahead. Probably, I think what people are referring to is when uh, Katie... When they when they in the, when they're in the testimony and they stop giving Sam's uh, response, you know, like Katie, yes. yeah. Sam's translating quote unquote for Katie, and yeah. then they just go to Katie to yeah. as if Katie and ADA. I apologize, I cannot remember that character's name. I just called her ADA all mm-hmm. day. Um, but uh, that maybe was. I mean, you know what I mean? Like actually, you know. Having this woman be able to tell yeah. her story of her experience. Well, I um, think, I, you know, I think. Pushing, I mean, like that's pushing the boundary of the show, like something the show had never done before. Yeah, but I mean, also, yeah. I, I mean, because this is kind of pre. Well, it's, it's definitely pre SVU, but like right. pre, you know, Law and Order and all that stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Mm. I don't know if we've really I, seen a lot of that. Exactly, and I think that that's that that's I what know. I mean by that. It's we there have been obviously there have been episodes of like Hill Street Blues or right. or, or uh, Hunter, I believe had a yeah. Pretty... I just mentioned SVU because that's just a rape show. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> like, it, I don't. It, I love Chris Maloney, but I'll never watch SVU because of that. I'm just like every episode. Is it just is. Like, oh, every, it's another brutal rape. Yeah, so so I think that at the time for like primetime network television, it was something that had not been tackled, especially from this particular point of view. It had usually just been used as, this is a victim, we need to avenge this crime sort of thing. And I think that in this way, the examination for, for again, for, for primetime television, network television, to explicitly show the journey that this woman, which is also one of the things we're going to talk a lot about, had to go through. Yeah, exactly. And I think that the the intention was perhaps there, but that it didn't... It just doesn't work. So, all of that said, before we dive in, I do want us to do sort of our normal thing. Yes, yes. Um, So We're already 20 minutes in, and and here are the credits for this episode. (laughs) Um, But as we mentioned, it was written by Beverly Bridges, uh, with it does sound like some rewrites performed by... Deborah Pratt. Deborah Pratt, thank you. And I think um, IMDb credits Belisario as a writer too. I, I think, it's, I, I think it's weird. They, I think they he gets credit on every episode. Yeah, oh, because he's the, the creator. creator. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, of course, for for uh, Beverly Bridges, this is the uh, fourth of five episodes that she mm-hmm. write. Permanent Wave, of course, which was just prior to this, uh, was one that she's written, and she'll write uh, the plays, the thing. Uh, for the next season. Um, our director is Michael Zenberg, who, you know, is a stalwart, has directed uh, quite a few episodes of the series, uh, including most recently, um, let's see here, I'm giving Dennis a book right now, so I lost my place. I'm sorry, Dennis, you ruined everything. Um, I'm not going to edit this out, though, because it's fun. It is fun. Uh, the Leap Back, um, and then, of course, also, uh, shout out to Larry Ganey. He also directed One Strobe Over the Line, so pills. Um, he did Leap Home Part 2 as well. Uh, a total of nine episodes. He'll do one more after this stand-up. 
Um, this episode originally aired on October the 30th, 1991. Our leap date is June 20th, 1980, and Sam has leapt into Katie McBain, and I believe we're in California. I cannot remember the name of the specific... We are in... Mill Valley. Mill Valley. Mill Valley. <laughs> uh, Dennis, what do you got for us? Uh, TV Guide description. As a female rape victim, Sam finds that he's the one who's really standing trial as he tries to press charges against the young man, Matthew Sheehan, accused of the crime. And as we've been doing in recent episodes, what was this uh, episode called in other countries? In Germany, it was called A Difficult Case. In France, no. it was called... Is there life after the rape? <laughs> oh, wow. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. And it, and in Italy, it was called By Love or Force. Oh, gross. What? Oh, oh my God. Oh. And I here mean, we were earlier kind of talking about how the title in the U.S. was just sort of like two on the nose, but at least I'm kind of almost uh, glad that at least that's what we got, you know, compared to those. Holy shit. Wow. All right, so all of that out of the way, uh, we are we're going to throw the regular format out the window. We'll probably touch on a couple of the things that we do normally, but we're just going to kind of dive in and have a free-for-all discussion about yeah. this. Do we want to do IMDb? Um, yeah, oh, sure. We should definitely point out a couple of people. Uh, I think number one is Amy Ryan. Amy Ryan from The Wire! Yeah, um, and, and Oscar nomination for Gone Girl. Oh, that's um, nice! Yeah, so, uh, yeah, she's uh, um, it's also on The Office as Holly Flax. I was going to realize, like, yeah, is she the one that Scott... Michael Scott marries? Ultimately ends up with? Yeah. That is, that is two... Spoilers, no, that, I'm kidding. That, <laughs> that is two Quantum Leap guest stars who play love interest of, of that's Scott right. Michaels. Because right. Melora Hardin is yeah. uh, in... Uh, um, uh, the trilogy episode, and that's right. Yeah, playing, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so yeah. Uh, Amy Ryan obviously is fantastic. Yes. Um, uh, you know, uh, with with what we just mentioned, you you pretty much know everything you need to know. Right. Um, and then of course we have um, Penny Pacer, which yes. uh, Claire take all this pres- one uh, from All the President's <laughs> Men. Um, I've seen All the President's Men more times than is probably necessary because uh, I was raised by uh, 70s era journalists <laughs> so nice. of course uh, but yeah she's uh, one of I think maybe uh, three women in that whole movie so good job there yeah played Sharon Lyons um, just for the for yeah. the record there um, and yeah a number of other things um, throughout the the 70s and 80s um, she also did a guest spot on the Incredible Hulk which we okay like to get yes, a shout yeah. out to um, and Knight Rider as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I remember her from one of my favorite childhood movies was, uh, it's, it's not really a kid's movie, but it was one of my favorite movies from my childhood, uh, The Frisco Kid, starring, no. starring Gene Wilder and, yeah. and Harrison Ford before he was Harrison yes. Ford. Yes! yeah, she is, oh uh... God. I haven't she, thought about that in a million yeah, years. She, she is not the one that Gene Wilder is intended to marry, but the one who he ends up getting with. That's hilarious. And she was also on a uh, short-lived two-season CBS series that I loved at the time called Crazy, Crazy Like, like a Fox. Fox. Yeah. And she yeah. was in the sequel film, still Crazy, Crazy <laughs> Like a Fox. <laughs> yes, which was intended like an attempt to uh, to reboot the series, which did not work. <laughs> Just a year after it was canceled. Yeah, yeah, it didn't take long. But <laughs> well, it's in its in its defense, it was canceled to make room for the CBS movie of the week every Sunday. Night. Oh. Okay, and anyway, uh, yeah, and she's also most recently uh, she just did an episode of NCIS. So uh, there's another Belisario connection for you. Um, we also have uh, Nancy Linehan mm-hmm. who plays the mother, um, and. 
she... Who you may remember from... Sorry, I am a huge Buffy fan. Yeah. And she's in one of my most favorite episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which unfortunately I can't remember the name of it right now, but it's like the second episode of season three, and she's uh, Buffy's mom's like best friend, and it's adorable. Dead um, Man's Party. Dead Man's Party, that's yeah. right. I uh, One of my most favorite Giles lines of all time is uh, in that episode, but yeah. anyway, it's a really good one. It's, it is. Um, it's Well, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, it was the first like zombie episode, yes. and they really went like, Do you all like out my mask? Like, Isn't it pretty? It yeah. raises the dead. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, uh, and I mean, that, that, that season as a whole in general is one of the finest seasons television oh, ever, so. Season three you know. for life. Um, and yeah, a number of other things, um, including um, Allie McBeal, and uh, she was on that short-lived uh, show Jack and Bobby, um, which I know got a lot of critical acclaim its first season. It was like about like two brothers who were in boarding school, and obviously their names were sort of supposed to be emblematic of the yes. journey that they were going to be on. I think I think the the premise of the show actually set out that one of them was going to become president, but you didn't know which one, and it followed them when they were young and, and that sort of stuff. Um, anyway, uh, the, we have we have that guy Aaron Lustig who plays the judge. Yes, it's like you've seen him in everything. Oh, but right. Yes, yeah. Um, and then we also have uh, Eric Bruscotter, who has a small role in the episode, but one of the more disgusting roles in the episode. Oh, is he one of the tough set the, boxer yeah. from the bathroom? Yeah, sure yeah I knew that guy. Yeah. Um, and he uh, has done, I mean, just a ton of stuff. One of the things I remember him from always is... Uh, the terrible 90s film Starship Troopers. Yes! Because uh, his character gets his head blown off in a training exercise. Spoilers! Um, <laughs> There's a lot of heads blowing uh, up in Starship there Troopers. There really are, yeah, yeah. Uh, but he also, uh, oddly enough, he was also in Six Feet Under and he played Keith's boyfriend um, for a number of episodes. That's why I'm And he's um, very, very good oh my gosh, um, right. in that. Uh, funny enough, this is actually the first of three Quantum Leap episodes that he will do. He'll also be in Liberation uh, in the final season, as well as the next to final episode, Memphis Melody. Um, he plays Bo. Uh, but yeah, uh, he's, he's one of those guys that I'm sure that you've, you've recognized him from somewhere. Uh, perhaps even Can't Buy Me Love. Um, he did an episode of Angel as well, so we can keep the, you know, the Buffy connection going. Love it. Um, and then we've got Liz Vassy, who plays Paula. Um, and Liz has done a number of things most recently. Um... I don't even know what the hell that is. Riley Para? Does anyone know what this show is? No. Apparently she plays Dr. Jillian Hunt. I don't know. Um, but she was also in Two and a Half Men, uh, CSI. She was in 77 episodes of CSI as Wendy Sims. I didn't watch a whole lot of CSI, so no. I can't tell you anything about it. Um, but yeah, a lengthy career. Uh, it looks like her first role was actually a student on uh, an episode of Superboy. Which, yeah, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. That was a TV show, and if... Yeah, I remember. Any, you know, it was a TV show that existed. It did. It did, yes. indeed. Uh, also, she gets our Star Trek shout-out. She was in an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation playing Kristen in Conundrum. Oh. Um, uh, if I remember, it was actually a pretty terrible episode. No, Conundrum? That's a great episode. <laughs> oh, it is the... Okay, yes. I was thinking of I was thinking of another one. You're right, because that's the one where they wake up and their memories are gone. And a and new then, officer is yeah, inserted yeah, 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 in the yeah. crew. Yeah. Which, that's the thing that sucks about the episode, though, is because you know, you know something's rotten in Demnark because... Den, den, Demnark? Yeah, Demnark, uh, sure. Because the... Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I haven't got a lot of sleep lately. Uh, because uh, he's never... 
been there before, and now yeah. all of a sudden, like, why would they do that? Like, it's just... I don't know. I, I, we're going on a way tangent. I love it because the way it's shot is like everybody wakes up and everybody's looking at each other, and then the new crew member steps in, and you're. What I love is like you immediately know no. something's wrong. Like, oh, what the hell is going on? Anyway, yeah. I, my favorite part of that episode was Roe and Riker. Getting together, oh yeah, just because they hate each other. And Who would you be? You in the love and, love and hate live really very close to each other. It's a fine, and, fine, fine line. Yeah. I, I love how much we're tangent tangenting around actually talking. We're about gonna, we have a couple more. Uh, so, fire uh, so we have Eugene Lee who plays Officer Shumway. He doesn't have much in the way of IMDb, but I googled him. I, I, I think he has more of a stage career, and he, he's had more of a stage career overseas. Right on. Uh, His character name is just fantastic. I mean, Shumway? This is, How do you not trust uh, Officer Shumway? One, one of the things I, I like about this episode, and Sam has a different opinion because we're talking about it before we start recording, mm-hmm. before you got here, Claire, is I really like him and the ADA's relationship. Like yes. they're, Like, they're bantering with each other. Like, I could totally see that working as a series. Like, there, especially in the yeah. 80s, because that was very much in the same vein of uh, Scarecrow and Mrs. King. Oh, sure. They're, they're definitely yeah. work friends. Yeah. They're, they're definitely work friends. Yeah. yeah. It's fun. Uh, yeah. And then we uh, Cheryl Pollock, who plays uh, the mirror image, the photo yes. image. And she, she, until we get to the last season where they start doing more interesting things... Uh, she's she's one of the the first leapies where you actually Actually. get to see them speak. Yeah. And 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 arguably probably one of the best things about this episode. Yeah, I mean, getting yeah, she does (laughs) she does (laughs) an amazing job. Yeah. Um so uh yeah. Yeah. There you have it. That's 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 our usual spiel. Uh this is just it's it's, it's it's a rough one. Sam Sam wakes up to victim blaming. Yeah. <laughs> and doesn't even know why. No. No. And it it's such a weird opening scene. I, I, I think one of the difficulties about this episode is it's it's hard to do the whole contextualizing, you know, when it aired, when it was set with today, because you can't help but watch it and just so many red flags go off right away. Oh, it's ridiculous. Including the way the doctor treats it's ridiculous. It's, it's 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 ridiculous. Everything like, first of all, they try to force her, and I'm just going to keep saying her. Um, yeah. Force Katie into a statement right away, which I mean, obviously, I don't know what the law in California was in 1980, but the law in Illinois in 2019 is you don't have to make a. You have 24 hours to make. This is like important stuff to know, y'all. 24 hours to make an official statement to the police. You can tell them to F right off. You can say, this happened to me. I was in fear of my life. I will talk to you later. Start investigating now. Take all the whatever you need now. But you do not need to talk about it at all to no one for 24 hours. And he's just right. And I know, like, Shumway is all about the good intentions. Like, that's just, that's the, that's the, uh, the moniker of this episode is good intentions, I'm sure. But, like... No, don't come at her like that. Don't, like, give her a minute. And then the doctor is like, oh, yeah, uh, here's some Valium so you can knock yourself out and rephrase your statement in the morning. And, of course, Sam is already like, oh, well, as soon as the sister is like, oh, it was Kevin, he's like, yeah, it's Kevin. And I'm just like, you don't know what happened. Yeah. Like, that was my major, I mean, aside from all the victim blaming, that was my second red flag in this episode is that Sam is instantly accusing 
this person, and he doesn't even know what happened. Now, I... I go ahead, sorry. Yeah. Now, I'm saying, my defense of that, because that did yeah. cross my mind, is that the context of at the moment that he leaped in, like, if he what if that wasn't the case, like, why else would he not be here? I mean... Well, to, find, to find out who the real, who the quote, real rapist sure, is. Right. Yes, so the fact that, like, he immediately just goes with the first story, mm-hmm. and, and, I, and, and it, I mean, it turns out that that's, that Kevin, True. Yeah. you know, it was the case, but at the same time, like, you don't know that, like... Right, well, and I, I, mean, just, I mean, just the context of when he leaped like, in, being given that information, yeah. like... but he could be instantly hurting this investigation, like, sending it yeah. off in the wrong way, mm-hmm. you know? Exactly, you know, and I think that just for dramatic purposes, it's interesting enough, uh, you know, as a viewer, because he does, you know, waver between, you know, momentarily, like, I don't really know what happened, to just being like, oh, if my sister says it, then it's true, so, yes, that's what happened. Yeah. The weird thing is, for me, is that later on, when Al comes right out and says, Katie says Kevin raped her, Sam, there's some hesitation. And I'm just sort of like, fuck, of all people, I feel like Sam should be the one to say, I believe her. If she says it, then it's true. Because Al doesn't fully believe her. No one else believes Katie slash Sam at all. Her sister tries to tell her that, you know, oh, well, maybe that's a bad idea. You don't know for sure. And, you know, who, and she's the one who in the hospital is like, it was Kevin. So it's, it's, it's such a strange moment. Now I will say that almost immediately afterwards, Sam does say, no, if Katie says it, fine. But it's weird that he has that moment of hesitation when he earlier has just been kind of gung ho about like, Scout. Right? You know. Which scene? It, 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 I, I miss that. Which scene is that there, when he... There's a, is it the there's bathroom? A, there's the no, scene... No, no, I think they're in Katie's room, it's, actually. It's, I think it's when Al first shows, shows up. up. Is it? Okay. No, no, no. Because when Al first oh, shows no, no, up... No, no, it's the second he, time He Al doesn't there. know what's going on yeah, because Katie's catatonic. It's yeah. the second time Which, Al I mean, is there. come on, man. Like, can you imagine... Like, you're in the hospital, mm-hmm. like, having an exam after being beat up and raped, and then all of a sudden, you're... Scooped the, out of time. Chamber, and, like, yeah. I would... Yeah. My brain would just give up, too. Yeah. And, and God forbid you, you catch her... She caught her reflection. Right? Yeah. Jesus. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Um, anyway. Oh, and then... Sorry, before they leave the hospital, um, I love... How, one, they give her a prescription for Valium, and then without any emotional um, niceties at all, here's your bill. Yeah. See, oh, I, God. And, and, and that was one of those things, like, I jotted down early on, like, this seems almost like an after-school any, special. Any like, like it's ticking, Like, it's ticking off the points. Like, to me, like, here's your bill was an intentional, like, you've, yeah. you've, you've already suffered all of this. Yeah. Here's your bill. It does. It feels very, and and again, it's difficult to try to do the the contextualization of the episode, but it does feel so, like, cliched in a very kind of hackneyed way that says, like, we have to check all of these boxes. The thing that bothered me the most, though, is, is as it checks those boxes, it neglects, for the most part, to make any statement about it. At all. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, the father's a son of a bitch in that first scene. Oh the God, mother's all, a terrible human being. Um, mm-hmm. like, rape, rape doesn't happen in our family. Yeah. Well, actually, the sister says that. Mm-hmm. Right. Rape doesn't happen in our family. And it happens to people on the news. Yeah. Like, and, it, it, and, then, yeah. and then, of course, like, skipping way forward, when the, when the attorney, you know, when the district attorney is like, I was raped too at the very end, it feels again just like a check mark in a box as opposed to having any real emotional weight 
at all. Yeah. It comes sure. out of nowhere. It's not been hinted at at all. Yeah. And then all you know, she's been played almost as this comedy character for the bulk of the episode. And now all of a sudden she says like I was raped too. And Sam yeah. gives her the big hug and everything, and it's just sort of like I don't. I feel nothing. I no, feel absolutely. No. I, I will she, say. She I will say. Play that at all? Yeah. Throughout the throughout the whole episode, it's almost just like a oh wait, well yeah, that was supposed to be your motivation because that was no. Yeah. <laughs> Even as a twelve year old yeah. kid watching this episode, yeah. I was like, uh, yeah. really? Yeah. Really? And, I'm and, uncomfortable now. And the way and the way she and again like this is I mean. Okay, so I have to do a little bit of backstory, just personal backstory, just a little bit. So, like, I, I have, I've never been raped. I've always gotten away. I was just gonna say that, mm-hmm. and I might get a little more personal later. But just saying, like, I have, I, and so I'm one of the lucky ones. <laughs> um, I always got away. Sometimes it was some close calls. Um, but, and I don't, and how any person who has had that experience however you deal with it you that's what you do and no one gets to tell you how you deal with that but I kind of I didn't really I didn't really buy it in this episode when the ADA said this is how I forgot about my own experience Mm -hmm. by prosecuting other rapists Mm -hmm. I'm like I don't I don't think you ever forget. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think mm-hmm. I, I don't think you try to forget. Like I, 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 I can't, I can't forget any of my experiences. Like they're just there, and it's like, and you don't, you just deal with it the best you can. But you don't fucking forget. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like anyway, um, that was weird to me. Mm-hmm. But going back to yeah, yeah, yeah. getting out of the hospital uh, Shumway is like he, I, the exact line yo Katie you good to go <laughs> what <laughs> yeah uh, yeah and then and then it's like the fastest uh, prosecution ever was he even arraigned like, I, I think I mean I think and it's one of those things I mean and it's the same thing like any episode of law and order of almost any procedural you, Either either you fudge the time or you be more realistic and you yes. show like a passage of time. Because like, realistically, Sam is there for a year. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. You know, and the thing is, is though, is like at least on a show like Law and Order, you know, they do they do dates. Yeah. And yeah. so the beginning of the episode will be like January, yeah. and then when the trial happens, yeah. it'll be like March. Sure. You know, so they actually will will do that. They don't show the passage of no. time, but they just tell you, which yeah. you know you can appreciate. But yeah, you're right. Sam would have had to have been there for months. Yeah. And and obviously they're not and going to do like, that. This is like what like five days maybe. They get, they get so much. <laughs> wrong in, in the courtroom anyway like oh, the prosecution no. can't call the defendant to yeah. the stand yeah. you know the, the Katie is not the plaintiff because no. it's not a civil suit like there's no. there's a lot that they get wrong yes. as far as that goes yeah. it, they're clearly just trying to tell a story the problem is like, the story is so uneven with like going back to Shumway like he's so flipped through most of the episode that you you have a hard time taking his pursuit of justice seriously yes. to the point that he's willing to bet his new fishing rod on the outcome of a rape case right like I get, like I have, I have, you know, one of my best friends is a cop, and I understand that, you know, that sort of black humor is one of the ways that you get through y- y- your day sometimes. Oh, I totally understand. But it comes but... off so just like it's one thing to try to make a joke out of something that's horrible in order to survive it. It's another thing to make jokes that really don't have anything to do with that no, horrible was, event while wild. the horrible event is, yeah. you know, being talked about. It's sure. wildly insane. And I'm wondering, is, is it something like they missed the mark on that because it's Scott Bakula standing there in a dress? 
and it's not a woman standing there right. with with bruises on her face. Well, I you know that, and it's where it's like overall in the production of the show. Yes, they just missed how insensitive that could come across. I guess. Yeah, I mean the thing but... is, is that we get the advantage of of Cheryl Pollock as as Katie, the mirror image, being shown a lot. So I feel like the viewer does get reminded very often of like of what we're supposed to be seeing. And and you know the one redeeming factor of this entire episode is Scott Bakula because he continues to be consistently great. Like he, you know, and you can tell that some of this material is not so great and he soldiers on and good for him even dean stockwell it can't be said the same of because his first scene it seems like he is sleepwalking through it because he hates it he thinks it's the worst steaming pile of shit he has ever had to talk about or deliver his lines in his life it's It's brutal how bad he is in that first scene it is now that reaction when 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 sam was like yeah she was raped he just goes Oh. Yeah! Yeah! So, 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 so we like, had... Oh, so, bummer. No, 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 so, so we had, uh, so we had someone comment on a previous post, the, the, the Twitter thread that we mm-hmm. posted, we had someone comment that, that she had a similar feeling that, that she interpreted as, like, Dean Stockwell as Al was kind of, like, shrugging off, like, oh, Ooh. right. So when we were watching the episode last night, I paused it before yeah. we got to that moment, and I'm like, and I, and I turned to Betsy... Betsy is so often host by proxy on this, but we never can because of our kid. Uh, so I was like, watch this scene carefully. I want you to tell me like how you interpret Al's response to hearing that Katie was raped. And watch it. I was like, what did you think? And she was like, she did not interpret it the same way. Like she interpreted it as like, oh, that explains that explains how Katie was acting in the waiting room. I, she did not. She did not interpret it as him kind of blowing being it off. flippant. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I yeah. I just I felt like I just felt like that first scene. It was awkward. It did not feel yeah. like Dean Stockwell as Al Calavici to me. It felt very much just sort of like, okay, I got to get through this. See, well, what I found awkward about the scene was the attempt at comedy. Oh, with the Volare, with the Volare <laughs> bit oh my God. singing in my I sleep. Was so and mad. It was, like, it was it was so. I mean, I understand as a throwback to Sam singing Volare in that one episode where he has to sing Volare at the wedding. Right. Like, I mean, I just felt it was like, oh, we need to have an Al moment. Like, we need to have an Al thing. We need to shoehorn this in. But the problem is the setup for it is it's so, so bad. bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, he's like, yeah, he's yeah, like yeah, yeah. oh, but these things happen where the women will do this to the men. My wife once said that I yes. was abusing oh, her because yes. I sang in my sleep, but it's just sort of like... How are you? Let, let's let's what? let's equate yeah. let's equate like actual mo- emotional and physical abuse in relationships to sleep singing. Yeah. So you're, you're, that's one of those things where you, where you think like Dean Stockwell is funny at the end of the scene. It's like sometimes the writing is so off the mark. Like I'm just like I'm not even going to acknowledge that. Like that yeah. that like, that, that is not on the actors. That is on the writing. And I'm like I can't even acknowledge that because that is such bad writing. Now at the moment. flip side of that is, however, that in the courtroom scene when he's holding Katie's hand, he's remarkable and he doesn't say a word. No, he's great. Yeah. He's yeah, he's incredibly you know just I mean he's so dialed in but but in this in this first scene and it, yeah. it's not that way for the rest of the episode it's just this first scene where i'm like whoa this is not this is not and again dean stockwell bad is you know is is not like the worst acting i've sure. ever seen in my life <laughs> sure. but it's just not it's just not what i'm used to like because he usually brings such a high level and, and energy yeah. as well but even his energy seems very low and, yeah. I, and 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 i guess maybe you can equate that to being a choice but i just feel like 
compared to the rest of the episode, it just feels like he is not on board with this scene. And it's possible I was just, like, super riled up, because by the time we even get to this part, it's like, because this is right after she gets home, yeah. and her parents and her sister just do all of the cliché victim blaming. Yeah. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna spout him off because I mean I think we know them all at this point. Like, you know, uh did you try to run away? Did you try to fight him off? Did why didn't you scream? you know, oh well you're always such a tease and <sighs> you know and he has half the women in this town after him, so you know, why mm. would he do this to you? And like wasn't it awesome that he asked you out in the first place? Like all these things, all these things where you're just like, oh my God. Yeah. I just, I, I, I know this is a family show. I want to say, like, so many words right now that I'm not going to... Uh, um, we have the explicit tag. Okay. It's, <laughs> yeah, oh. but, you know, and, and then the thing is, though, is then the dad... And I can appreciate the sort of the mania of the moment for him, but then he but, flips on a dime, and he's like, I'm going to kill him, you know, I'm going to fight... And it's just sort which of like... Is the, which is the stereotypical <sighs> dude... I mean, I, I'm like, I'm sorry... My friends who love me, who reacted the exact same way when I told them about a thing that happened a long time ago, like, my my best guy friend's first reaction is, I'm going to throw this guy down a flight of stairs. And I'm like, no. <laughs> um, no, you're not. Like, this is my issue that this thing happened to me, and it's not you. Like, I don't need you to exacerbate a thing that happened to me. Sure. Like, that doesn't help. And that's why the end of this episode is the worst oh. thing about it. Oh, yeah. That's, I, I, said that, I said that to Dennis worst. right before you got that's here, That's why actually. this episode is very dangerous, because one, well, it, one, it's just victim-blaming cliches out the ass. And at the end, where the quote-unquote resolution of the episode is Sam beating the shit out of Kevin, I'm like, no! Yeah. I, it, How, where does that work? It's, yeah. It pisses like, me off. Why do we? Why do we need this? This violence, you know, to defeat violence. Yeah. Right. Like, well, I mean, but, I mean, it, it also, that, that was why he leaped yeah. in was to yeah. beat Kevin up. Yeah. It's like, yeah. no. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, God time Vader, whoever does not want him to get there and beat Kevin up. I mean, yeah. I that's I the point. Beat I mean, the shit I mean, out of people too. Some like I have fantasies about it every day, but I don't do it. Yeah. Right. But it, I mean, but it also throws out the window. Like, like the thing that they're setting up through the entire episode is that the public's perception of everything. Yes. And so, like, Kevin has just been, whatever, acquitted, and so now the, the story the next day is that unstable, forgive the unstable, right. slutty Katie right? went psycho and beat the shit out of him. Exactly. And, and you know that's what's going to happen. And has the line to Dad McBain of, right. well, well, I'm, I'm a McBain. McBain. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. it almost was just like, da 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 Yes. And I have to be honest, I did not remember a lot of this episode, and I think it was my brain's way of protecting me. <laughs> <Right>. uh, <laughs> but in, in watching it, I just... And, and the, the other thing that's so frustrating about it is how close it comes on a couple of occasions to doing something really well, and then just missing it. You know, like the like the bathroom scene when, when Sam gets up to go to the bathroom yeah. and the two thugs confront him and he goes in the bathroom and he's like, what is wrong with this city? And it's like, it, it's it's starting, you know, you're, you're starting to see like something really happen here that's affecting him in a way I love be, beyond being in this 
person, yeah. and it's and it's nice, but then it just kind of goes away. Yeah. Uh, no, I, it was funny because when when Sam says that, I'm like, oh, Sam just got woke, and then I was like, yeah. oh no, no, you know. <laughs> you know, I will say though, I will say though, and this isn't this isn't a good thing. This is Danny with fame praise, but he is the most woke member of the entire episode. I mean, yeah. So, yes. so at least there's that. But and also, I know we're all over that phrase, but it was the one that applied. Yeah, so. no, for sure, for sure. But it's we haven't even it, talked about the episode being problematic. So no, oh god, yeah. So I mean, here's a, and here's the thing about the bathroom scene is that Al presents this whole alternate scenario of what could have happened. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Oh my god, right? Which is, but the thing that sprung up with me is that he uses the phrase devil's advocate. Yes, yeah. which yes. now I, I wrote that in my notes. Yes, desk. which is now it's kind of become like it, it's almost like you know, it, it's almost it's like I'm not mm-hmm. racist, but yes. yeah. But it's like if you want to say to play devil's advocate, he's like, there's if you're always talking another about, woman. Yeah, like what? No. Yeah. Yeah. No. If you're talking anything revolving around social issues, and you say to play devil's advocate, you're about ready to say something else. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you might as well just say like I'm an asshole instead of saying I'm going to play devil's advocate. Right. Just say I'm an asshole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm an asshole. that's what I hear when you say it. So you know, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. No, and it's like, one thing. It's one yeah. thing to say I'm going to play devil's advocate when you're talking about a meal. Like yeah, yeah. I'm going to play devil's advocate here for a second. The spaghetti wasn't that bad. Oh, that's okay. I'm going to play devil's advocate. But pineapple is actually good on pizza. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, you are correct. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> but okay, so I got to back up a little bit because there's a few other things. So, I sorry, my notes are all chronological. No, go um, for it. So, w- back to the DA. Why... Why does Katie not have an advocate at all? Like, why do they make her sister wait outside? Why does she not have legal counsel? Why is her, like, someone not with her when she's being questioned by the ADA? Yeah. Like, why does she have to do all of that by herself? Okay, first of all, gross. Um, that's an issue I have with that. And then they take her to what appears to be, like, the main town diner yeah. that is brimming with people for lunch when she's got... Like, she is still beat up to hell. Yeah. And they're like, hey, let's have lunch in front of this whole town yeah. who thinks that you are accusing the golden boy of, well, yeah. you know, like, wh- where are her worst parents ever? Like, I mean, yeah. I am. Why are, I, yeah, why are we saying? I'm throwing this out. Worst parents ever. Yes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. They're crap. Like, they're all just crap. Yeah. The newspaper is crap. Also, how would that have gotten to print in time? Like, oh I don't God. know. Like, I mean, if they had dinner and then they go out to whatever point and like, well, yeah, yeah. and then mess around and and then she gets raped and then she gets to the hospital. I mean, I feel like we're well past print deadline at this point. Like, how was that in the morning edition? That yeah. little sure. paragraph. Sure. It's like, yeah, accelerated. Yeah. yeah. It's all again raised by journalists. I know these things. Like, come on. No, this is all well, just. And and it's worth noting now. I don't know if it was if it existed in 1980. Although uh, you know, it's not like it was the fucking dark ages. Right. So you think it would have? But there is actually a law in California specifically that's called like the Victim's Shield or something like oh, that. Yeah. That would prevent that article from ever having actually run. Yeah. So again, maybe it wasn't there around in 1980. I don't know. I don't but know. in most states, yeah, they cannot print. The, uh, the victim's name or picture yeah. as but, they did in... But as far as like providing context in the year, I think it's important to know, they, the, the writers intentionally set this episode so close to the present day because it's only 11 years off yeah. of the present because yeah. they, they wanted to emphasize that 
this still happens. Oh, not only does yeah. it still happen, but apparently for every 1,000 people in the year 1980, the ratio was like 1.1 out of every 1,000 people have been mm-hmm. raped. In 1991, it was 2.3. So not only was it happening, it was happening even more often when the episode aired yeah. compared to when it was set. Spoiler alert, it's still happening. But yeah. 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 Well, then when I read that, I was like, was it happening more or was it getting reported more? Well, that's... And that's probably the, both. Y- yes. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I will say that one of the things, the way that it's done is not great, but I will give a little bit of credit to the episode, the fact that there are people mainly some way and then eventually the lawyer that do take her seriously they do think it's important for her to report her case yes that's that is good that said though they really hit it hard oh yeah like I I don't as much okay without as someone who has never again very fortunately had something this horrible happened to them I of course feel oh yeah I mean you're gonna want to report it you're gonna want to like get the person that did this to you but at the same time I totally understand why people don't because of situations like this episode and fucking Brett Kavanaugh and like you see people their lives Get, you see victims' lives get destroyed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I totally understand why people just want to try to deal with it the best they can on their own and not put it out in the public. Well, and, you know, it's an interesting thing that Dennis brought up actually earlier is the fact that Kevin, it's clear by the end of this episode that Kevin knows he raped her. Oh my God, he is so awful. He's now, the worst. It... One of the things we were talking about that would have perhaps made it more interesting is if yeah, is if he didn't think that that was rape. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like obviously he raped her, but if he thought like that's you know it's okay what I did is okay, Mm -hmm. but the fact that again that he is a mustache twirling villain basically you know they yes it 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 makes it a. Uh, less, oh god, this is going to sound horrible. I can't think of any other way to phrase it. It makes it a less interesting episode um, when, you know what I mean? Because sure. you're not even having that dialogue. Yeah. You no. know? I mean, like, and, and obviously now in 2019, you know, we all know, well, hopefully, and I'm going to talk about it for those of you that don't, let's talk about affirmative consent, where only yes means yes. And because for the longest time, it was always no means no. No can be confusing. Only yes means yes. The, the quickest way to turn somebody on is to ask them, do you want me to do this to you? Do you want me to do this to you? Do you want me to do this to you? It's hot as hell. And when they say yes, that means yes. So, you know, that's, that's how that is. Affirmative consent all the time. And it would have made, again, this, int- this episode a lot more interesting had there been more of a, well, I didn't, I, I thought everything we did was okay. Because you never said no. Yeah. And you know what I mean? But yeah, no, again, you're like, he's just a stereotypical yeah. mustache twirling villain. Yeah. Because yeah. I was saying before you got here, like about three quarters of the way through the episode last night, I asked Betsy, I was like, because she had never seen the episode at all, yeah. I was like, at this point, do you think Kevin thinks what he did was right? Yeah. And she'd have, she just thought that was an interesting question, and then we get to the end of the episode. And and the, obviously, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, but going back to speaking to the point of like, 
choosing to report or not choose reporters. We're watching the the beginning of the episode last night. Betsy pointed out like them taking uh, taking a rape kit. Like it sounds like really quick or whatever, but like that takes like like several hours, and that's putting yeah. that's putting the rape victim through even more trauma right after they've been through yes. trauma. It involves collecting samples. Yes. It involves getting questioned. Yes. Mm-hmm. Something close to a psychological All profile. All the swabs. And so, so many swabs. Yeah. Which, you know, the thing, too, is it's like, it's worth talking about at the very beginning of the episode when the doctor, and this is in the leap out, too. It's not just the beginning of this episode. So it gets, you know, it's, it's the end of the last episode and the beginning of this episode where the doctor is clinically describing her injuries. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and, and it is a very, especially for 1991, I feel like a very sort of in-your-face kind of language that you would not have gotten oh, yeah. on a live television. I don't know how much you're hearing about vaginal tearing in 1991 yeah. in prime time. <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, but but again, the way that it's done and the delivery of the doctor, and I can understand the choice to make it seem like routine, but fuck's sake. Like, if that was my doctor, I'd be like, get a bedside manner, yeah, asshole. Yeah, there's none. There's like, none whatsoever. Yeah, and, I, and again, that's why it ends up feeling like just checking the boxes of like, if you've been raped, you're going to be confronted by a cold, harsh world that does not care about your feelings. And it's like, well... Spoiler alert, a lot of times that's true. Right. <laughs> but again, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's done in such a way that you just can't help but feel like it's it's paint-by-numbers as opposed to... Yeah, I know, a little that, bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Goes back to the, this is a very special episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So why does everyone keep grabbing Katie's arm? Like, <sighs> Shumway... Dude blocking her from the bathroom, parent like at one point her dad mm-hmm. even comes up behind her and hugs her. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I mean, this is there's so many notches in the worst parents ever belts yeah. on this episode. That's like number one, right? Like, oh, hi, my beautiful daughter who's just been violently assaulted. I'm going to sneak up behind you and and and, and like grab you in an embrace. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't. I don't. I mean, and this is this is one of the ways that you know it's Sam and not Katie mm-hmm. because. Like, I don't, I, I can't imagine any person having gone through an experience like that, like, not immediately freaking out. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. Well, and another thing, too, that we, we actually, I don't know how we missed this part, but uh, the fact that Kevin confronts her at the hospital, like, yes. when she's getting ready to leave. Yes! Uh, yeah, there's so many things, you're just like, what the yes. fuck is happening? And Why is like, yeah. like, I mean. He's just so vocal in his... Yeah. Uh, maybe that's where the newspaper article came from. Like, right. somebody at the hospital mm-hmm. was like, oh, shit, this is going down. Yeah. I gotta I gotta call Janice at the copy desk. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah, but nobody, nobody thinks to, like, stop this from happening. No. Or, you know, it's no, just so... it's totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, it, and again, it's obvious that this is Sam and not Katie because Sam is very defiant with him, whereas you can only imagine, like... I mean, and again, like, who knows? Like, right. maybe, I mean, it's possible that Kevin might not have survived that altercation had Katie been in her own body. Right, <laughs> like, right, right. <laughs> yeah. It is highly possible because, yeah, hands can do lots of things. Uh, you know, although like, although we, we, you know, what, the information that we know about Katie is that at this point she's curled up in a ball on the Regent Chamber floor. So at the same time, maybe it would have been exactly the opposite. Maybe it would have caused her to just, you know, introvert even more, yeah. you know. You never know. But, mm-hmm. Such a just such a weird choice, and, yeah. and a weird choice to not have anyone else except for the sister react. 
and even then she's fairly it, it feels kind of I don't know. Well, because yeah. I don't I mean as much as um I forget the sister's character's name. I just uh, I just want to keep calling her Amy Ryan. That's fine. Um, <laughs> but as as vehement as she is at the very opening of Libby. the episode, this is Kevin. Kevin did this. Kevin did this. Like as they're leaving, it's almost like she's deferential to him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like it's almost like she's already like feeling some doubt. Right. In in her sister's story, where I'm just like, wait, this was like 20 minutes ago that you were ready to nail into the wall. Like, I don't... And if we got any inkling that Sam's hesitation to make the statement, because obviously Sam doesn't know what the hell's going on, that maybe that was what caused Libby to all of a sudden be like, oh wait, this is weird. If there was any, any indication, either in the script or from the actor, that yeah. that was what was bringing this on, then it would have been like, oh, that was interesting, and and, and I could have gotten no. behind the story choice. But instead, yeah, it just kind of comes out of it's nowhere. It's super inconsistent. It's like, it's, it's well, we have to check the box. She's yeah. being doubted. You know, she's being doubted by someone who once supported her. You know. <sighs> I mean, let's not forget, Katie's a tease. Right, yes, exactly. Oh, my God. Let's not forget. The, the yeah. amount of but not a very good looking tease. And, and slutty girls can't get raped. Let's just remember that too. If you've had sex with somebody once, they get to have sex with you as many anytime, times as they right. want, anytime, ever again. Which when we get to the According trial, I was like, maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe that's yeah. a great, yeah. uh, great segue to the trial. Like, what? So, <laughs> the trial. Yes. Oh, before we even get to the trial, the ADA, this is an exact quote, mm-hmm. um, the ADA says, every time I put a rape victim on trial, like, those were her exact words for saying, like, questioning whether sure. or not she wants uh, to prosecute. I'm yeah. just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> this is, and, this yeah. is not, the victim is not on trial. And yeah. I will say that she does kind of clarify that by saying that oh, you will be the one oh, on no. trial. I, I know why she's saying it. Right. But. At the same time, it's like this is not instilling any sort of confidence in her case. And mm-hmm. and, and here's and here's something else that really got to me, and, and this is something that kind of goes all over the place, but she you know says that Katie will be an object. Yeah. Not, you know, not kind of treated as a real person or a victim or anything like that. And even though it is the ex- the 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 lone ex- exceptional moment of the episode. I am a little uncomfortable with the fact that Katie does indeed become, the real Katie, an object. Yes. A prop, basically, that Al brings into the imaging chamber to show to Sam so that she can be used in order to help facilitate his leap out, which doesn't work in the end anyway. No. So, it's again, it's an exceptional moment, and the actor is incredible, and I love the directorial choice to... Focus purely on her, not on Sam. That Sam doesn't even have the the repetition of lines yeah, as he has in the that, beginning. That it becomes a monologue. That it's all one take. That was solid. Beautifully done. But it, and, and even like the cutback at the end of the scene to, to Sam, like I just had to say all that mm-hmm. and how affecting that was on him. But yeah. 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 But but again, it is kind of odd because it's just sort of like, well, she. That's exactly what does happen. She is an object. She is a prop used in order to complete a task. And then, of course, we find out that it fails. And that, and that's the other thing that just bothers me about the episode as a whole. If Sam is there to set right what once went wrong, yeah. what went wrong is Kevin getting away with it. Right? To have him still be exonerated. Oh, no, but he didn't get away with it because he got the shit beat out of him by Sam. Right. Don't forget, he didn't get away yeah. with it. Right, so, right, so, right, so, right, right. so it's interesting Ooh. to note that in the original draft script, Kevin is convicted but released pending an appeal process. 
and he still shows up at Katie's house, and the episode ends the same way. But in the original script, he was convicted. Yeah. So they made it this way so it's more realistic? Right, right, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I have a Brock lot. Brock Turner? What? Yeah. <laughs> a lot of feelings. Oh, but, you know, you just don't want to ruin that young man's life. <sighs> I know, which... which no, you, I really which do. You get the, which I you really get the sense do. is kind of the same feeling of this community when it comes to Kevin. Is It's like, he's yeah. going to go to Arizona State on a baseball yeah. scholarship, he's yeah. going to be this, he's going to be that. You don't ruin his life over this one thing. You know, and Paula, his, his, his fiancé... Yeah. Whatever. Where is uh, that? Like, and and it just it, it's just icky. It's just icky. And I'm not. Okay. And this is not me trying to say that it's a bad episode because of this. This is just me commenting that it's icky. The way that she is treated on the stand, and the way she's okay with the way oh. she's treated on the stand. Oh my God! You're you you're a very attractive girl, aren't you? Uh, you know, like the like the, the the guy actually saying, oh, and it goes back to like, oh, you're really pretty. Why would Ke- why wouldn't Kevin want to? Make love, which anytime anybody uses the term make love, I want to barf because it's just a fucking antiquated term. Um, why, why would he, why would he want, why wouldn't he want to make love with you and instead go after Katie? Like making it sound like, you know, if she's asking for it because she's less pretty than Paula or something. Like yeah, yeah. I didn't understand any of that. Oh, and the way she answers the he he asks her um if they were sexually active. Yeah. Her response is, "Well, we're getting married, aren't we?" That do, that doesn't answer the I question. Know. Yeah. Right? He's like, like he's like you're in an adult relationship yes, with yes. the defendant. It's like, well, "What? Is like, an adult relationship? What is that even I'm in an adult mean? relationship with Dennis." Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, oh, well, we're getting married. Like, what is that? I don't... Yeah. And again, to take well, the I'm moment to just... do a little contextualizing, like, I get it. I get that they're trying to be like, it's 1980, and this is the way that we were. But at the same time, again, it reminds me of that Civil War documentary moment with, uh, uh, I believe, again, it's Barbara Goodwin's the name of the, the historian. Doris. She, she, thank you. No, 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 no. Uh, uh, this is a different one. Oh, sorry. Uh, okay. No, 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 but you're right. I think I'm, I'm, I'm mixing names up, and that's not right. But her first name is Barbara. I know that for sure. Okay. But she, you know, again, t- takes Lincoln to task for not acting sooner. And yeah. I, and, and, oh. and again, watching that the first time, it's like, well, yeah, but in the time that he was living, blah, 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 how was he going to... And the thing is, is, she's absolutely right. And, and, and that's why, again, I think watching this episode, it's just sort of like... And going back to what I was talking about with Justice and with Rosa, it's like, it's 2019, and they're making this episode that's set in the 50s about this very volatile issue, and they never once have to cross the line of using a certain word, yeah. and they're able to you know portray it realistically, honestly, and maturely, and there's a part of me that says it's 1991, yeah, it was only 11 years before, but why not take these people to task for acting like assholes, yeah. instead of, over the course of the entire episode, letting them act like assholes, check all these boxes to tell this rape story, and never, ever, ever once really giving them the what for until Sam beats the shit out of the guy at the end in which case I don't care fuck you right like that's how I feel about this episode in a nutshell right? because nobody ever gets put in their place no. mm-hmm. it never feels like they. that's the problem I have with the episode they never make the statement saying like these people are wrong like it never no. like it's up to me the viewer to just kind of be like wow yeah. that person's awful and there's something to be said for that like there's something to be said like here's a picture you make of it what you will but if you're going to do an episode like this, especially right. after uh, coming on the heels of an episode like Justice, where they really make the statement, it's like, mm-hmm. come on, you're Quantum Leap. Make yeah. the statement. These people are horrible. But I feel yeah. like they think they did. Like, that's the thing. Yes, yes, yes. Like, and I even, <laughs> like, in, 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 in researching for this, like, I, I googled the episode, and in 2013, 
the AV Club mm-hmm. listed this as one of the as one of the top ten things Quantum Leap got right. Yep. yep. Yes. Yeah. Like I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> yeah, and the MacGyver Project, because um, we've mentioned them a few times recently. Yeah. Uh, well, them. I think it's literally just one guy, but uh, he, in his review of the episode, he gave it big thumbs up. Matt Dale in his book gives it big thumbs up. The thing is, and I said this to Dennis earlier off mic. I feel like a lot of people give this episode credit because of the subject matter as opposed to the way that they deal with the subject matter. As if to say, you did a story about rape, good for you, instead of, you did something worthwhile with a story about rape. Yeah. It's like, like the difference between just justice because, and color of truth. Just because sure. you you, you of, take bad, the time yeah. to do an issue episode, you don't get credit for doing that if yeah. you do it in a shitty way that is actually, in a lot of ways, more harmful than not doing it at all. Yes. Because, I mean, like, we're seeing, like, again, like, for for people who don't understand about con- affirmative consent, don't understand that, you know, it's, anybody can be raped, like, don't understand that, you know, like, when, even when Katie's on the stand, all they're talking about is what a good girl she is and how, you know, she, like, once he put his hand up her dress, like, that's when she started to fight him off. She was a good girl. She wasn't gonna, you know, she wasn't gonna let him touch her. She wasn't gonna do... And it's just like, you know what? You can be in the middle of sex and still say no, and if that person continues, that's fucking rape people. Mm -hmm. So, like, I'm not... You don't... This whole idea of... Oh, because she's a good girl, it makes it that much worse. It's always awful. Yeah, well, and it's the same thing. Like, it's never okay. And we already touched on this a little bit, but the idea that when it comes out in court that they had had sex before, that all of a sudden, even the district attorney is like, oh, shit, there goes my case. And it's it's like, no, 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 there does not go your case. They could have had sex a million times before that Mm -hmm. night. Yeah. All that matters is that night. Yeah. It's like like when people say, if if you're married, you can't get raped. Like, well, are, mm-hmm. you, are you kidding me? No. Like, no. Yeah. It, it, it jumped out at me. Yeah, Katie even says, like, even Katie uses the phrase, I'm a good girl. Yes. Exactly. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, and and again, I know what they were trying to do. I understand the intention behind it. But, oh, my God, no. It's dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. And, you know, whatever. I'm a saucy chick. I, you know, I, 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 I. I enjoy sex. I have it with random people sometimes. <laughs> I'm slutty. I'm the definition of slutty. I own it. I don't care. I use it not as a pejorative. I use it as a compliment for myself. Mm. And because and and the way that they're treating people who, you know, b- have the audacity to have casual sex in this episode, like like oh, because you would even think about doing that, you deserve this? Mm-hmm. No, fuck you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And and, and again, I can understand up to a point the use of that mentality because it is the way that people even to this day think, much less in 1991 or in 1980. But because everyone gets let off the hook for thinking that way, that's what I have a problem with. Yeah. And it continually happens throughout the episode. And again, even up to the point that this monologue that Cheryl Pollock as Katie delivers. In in I mean just 
I, I don't have words to put to it because it's really one of the finer pieces of acting that we've had in, in the whole show, quite frankly. And it's just so well done. And the choice to have it be a single take, mm-hmm. the choice to have it focus on her, not Sam, the, the, you know, even the choice, quite frankly, to have Stockwell in, in the background and to mm-hmm. see his reactions to what she's saying yes. is, 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 again, it's the one exceptional moment well, of the episode. It's well acted, well shot. Like, we're yeah. not arguing that at all. But... Like what you were saying, because of the way that, because of the way that it is indeed written at times, and because of the ultimate outcome of the trial, it just feels like we can't believe her because she's easy, you know? And I'm not even necessarily saying that Katie was easy or whatever, but it's like the perception is given that, like, she, she was, you know, she's a slut, so it doesn't matter. Exactly. And, and that's something that we still struggle with today in, in, in 2019, much less 1991 or 1980. So, again, it's... it's, yeah. it's so, 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 okay, okay, okay. So, I mean, I, I, I understand the criticism that throughout the trial, like, people say these horrible things, and they just get away with it. Like, they don't get anything in the episode. You watch that, and you can't think of the Brett Kavanaugh hearings. Oh, I was right. thinking about sure. it the yeah. whole time. And, 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 he, and he still got confirmed. Right. So I'm guessing, like, hypothetically, if the episode is the exact same up and through him, Kevin, getting acquitted, how does this episode end? In a way that's positive? In, in a way that's positive. It's not Sam beating the shit out of Kevin. No, it's a civil trial where she takes everything his family owns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know... Because when they say you can't, he, uh, like, uh, what is it, you can't, you can't try, try a man twice, twice. Yeah. which obviously double jeopardy, all that, yeah. but no, you can sue the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah, or, you know, or even, even if, and, and I, I, this does not sit well with me, but it uh, sits a hell of a lot better with me than, than him getting the shit beat out of him, is like, even if it would have been having the full like faith of her sister or the attorney or somebody just being able to look at her and say, I believe you. Reinstated you as know, a Sunday school what? teacher. Yeah, yes, yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Like something, you know, something that would church. just like, <laughs> I, I don't know, because again, what we get is what's important here is that he gets punished. And that's not what is important. What is important, quite frankly, is that Katie is is empowered in some way is given some piece of herself back you know or or, or not even back you can't give that back but given given something you, you know that 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 they feel like she's like, going to be okay cuz here's the problem i have with the episode Obviously, there's no Al telling us with Ziggy what's going to happen afterwards, and oh, this happens to Katie, and this happens to him, or whatever. But for fuck's sake, that's what this needed. Yeah. What we needed was Katie becomes a crusader for victims' rights, or something like that. I think that's what they were trying to do Imply with, with the ADA, uh, saying, I was raped too, and uh, this is what I've been able to do with my life, and all that stuff. But I, but yeah, no, you're, or... And instead she gets a hug from Sam. Right? Or, and, and I, I don't... And I'm thinking about, and I've watched this episode four times in the last week, so I, I, I feel like I should have caught it. But does, does anyone in the episode say, I believe you? No. I mean, it's, a, it's, it's definitely implied. Like, it's implied, but I don't think anybody comes Like, does anybody episode. actually say, yes, I believe what you're saying. Like, I, I totally understand that this happened to you. Yeah. And it's shitty that this person is going to get away with it. I think like, it's a, it, again. I think it's implied that the that the district attorney does. 
I think the terrible thing is, is, is as much as we can be like, oh, Officer Shumway, he's all right. I don't think for him it's about that at all. It's about no. winning the case. Yeah. Which yeah. kind of makes him an asshole. Yeah. And, and, and... Yeah, he's know, got his new fishing rod riding on it. Right. You know, and, don't and, forget. And, and with the district attorney, she's so... Again, I'm not saying that there's not a, an aspect of reality to the way that these people are acting, but it just feels very... No, I mean, yeah, because the counterpoint is like, we were watching this episode last night, like, there were a lot of things, I don't know if like is the right word, but there are things that Betsy appreciated about the trial sequence is because, like, they were saying, like, at one point, the the one attorney says, like, well, if you're guilty of it, every man in here is guilty of it. And, and she was like, know. fuck, and, yes. and Betsy was like, yeah, fuck yeah, because then you may have to acknowledge that you've done that shit. Exactly, right? that's right. What, I mean, like, that should have been... Like, the, he shouldn't have used that as a brush off, like, oh, well, we're all guilty of je- jealousy. And I'm like, yeah, you are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it's like, 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 I am 100% certain of that. It was, <laughs> it, it, uh, recently, when Idris Elba made the comment about Me Too, and, you know, and, and, and he was asked basically about, like, you know, are you are you worried, are you scared, or upset, or bothered by all this, and all these other people are, and everything. And Idris Elba was just like, the only reason people are scared or upset about it is because they're yes. worried about the ramifications yes. of it. Like, sure. He, yeah. He's like, I got nothing to hide. Like, uh, you yeah. know, and who knows? Maybe he does. I'm not trying to make a statement but the way that the comment came out it's just sort of like he's saying like fuck no like we should absolutely be examining this and the only reason people are scared or upset about it is because they know that they're culpable you know and and and, uh, what you were saying about how he says there's nothing in his past but a lot of times going back to that confusion like a lot of times Guys don't. It's what good. They don't. They don't think of what they did as, as being assault sure. or rape. They don't see it as that. Like mm-hmm. they actually. And this is the conversation we need to be having. And this is the. That's the conversation I think this episode should have had. Maybe mm-hmm. is you know maybe there w- was confusion you know between you know uh, w- w- he thought that she was into it and and right. she you know was so scared that or confused that she didn't stop him and does that like where you know what is that line you know and, and that's the conversation we're having now and need to be having and I a line is too finite because there isn't I mean it's it's the, the crap thing is it's not. A finite situation, um, you know. I mean, it's never there's there's a it's confusing. Sex is confusing. Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and 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 as is you know art in general, because with this episode, you just can't help but leave the end of the episode from twenty nineteen eyes and just be like, what the fuck was the point? Yeah. And 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 that's okay. Like art can sometimes leave you with that question, and that's good. And especially with something like rape, maybe that is something we're supposed to think. Unfortunately, my opinion is the episode doesn't do it well. Yeah. It's not like this is an artsy episode with a a, a incredibly honest, unflinching script that makes me uncomfortable and, and you know, and, and makes me examine you know, rape in a different way. All it does is make me scream at the TV, no, 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 for right. fuck's sake, no. Right. And that, to me, does not I mean, make it a good episode. I mean, it, it, it's, it's like, would it have been a better episode if, if Kevin was acquitted and, and that's it and Sam just sleeps out? Because, like, black on white on ooh, fire. Yeah. Black on white on fire. A lot of shit happens in that episode, and we just... We're just given the promise that, that, the, that the person he leaps into is going gonna, is gonna to stay and help his community. Yeah. yeah. If the finish of the episode... If the finish of the episode yeah. was, the, was the attorney who had been given some something to work with before this when she comes out and says it... And if she would have said it 
to Katie Sla- Sam in a private moment, right? As opposed to being in a group of people and being like, yeah. "This is what happened to me." And there was a moment where then all of a sudden Al was like. You know, this didn't happen originally because it never got brought to trial, but now that it got brought to trial and the ADA told Katie this, Katie becomes, you know, Crusader victims or blah, 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 blah. Leap out. Yeah. Yes! That yes. would have been great! Empo- make it make it about empowering the victims. Yes! Rather yeah. than, my big, strong Sam Beckett arms are going to make oh. everything right because oh. Yeah. Oh. I am going to beat this guy up and in two weeks he's going to be fine. Yeah. And make no mistake about it, like, the scene where Kevin goes to, to confront her and is, and is you know, the, the even what he says about, like, what you got the other night is nothing compared to what you're going to get now or something like that along those lines. Like, yeah, you know, I, I, I don't say, Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's disgusting, it's horrible, it, it makes me uncomfortable. It's also... And, Sorry, go ahead. Well, no, and, and, and that's okay. I'm not trying to say that that makes it bad. It's just that that's the yeah. way it gets used. And how do they not have a restraining order at this point already? Yeah, right. Like, I mean, not that he wouldn't, you know, just violate the crap sure, out of it. But, of like, at least. Also, um, when he first punches her through the gazebo, oh. how, like, how, why did it take the family so, so long, long to come out? Come out? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Betsy's comment was like, what a shittily built gazebo. Right? Oh my god. Right. <laughs> 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 like, that whole, I just, yeah, no, the whole, the whole end is just like, what? I mean, it's like, you, why, I mean, like, do? why, why would Kevin show up? Right. What? Why is he not thanking his lucky stars Oh, that, that he got acquitted. Because there was never any doubt in his mind. That's why. Because he, one, still doesn't know that he did anything wrong. And he has that entitlement of, I can do whatever I want. Yeah, and, and all I have to do is bring the girl a piece he, of expensive jewelry no, and it'll he, be okay. He is he is not hiding from it at all. He Because rape, a lot of times, is just about power. Mm-hmm. It's about power and intimidation. It's not about sex. It's about power and intimidation. Yeah. And he still has that 1,000% in his mind over her. And actually, he kind of probably does. Like, because, you know, he he really doesn't suffer any consequences at all. No. I mean, like, yeah, he gets beat up, but that, no. Like, right. well, he's not going to lose his scholarship. He's not going to lose mm-hmm. his money. He's, you know, he he's not, he doesn't have, he's not going to have any lifelong trauma mm-hmm. psychologically or physically from this. Like, he's going to have no problem just going to Arizona State and doing it again. Yeah, well, and the other thing is, too, is it's like, we, we're we left with the same question that we were left with at the end of What Price Gloria, which is, what happens to Katie now when she gets right? back? Right, right. Like, really, the yes. whole point was for Sam to beat this guy up no. so that Katie can come back. He makes her Broken, worse. yeah, and yeah. now potentially worried about the possibility of Kevin. Reprisal. because Yeah, because if Kevin was going to come over there that night yes. after, you know, what happened in court and everything, what's to say that in a few weeks' time he's not going to be like, especially if the story gets out oh, and yeah, somebody like... Oh, he's going to get his buddies right, from like the night. Yeah, his two little yes. thug buddies yeah. are all like, oh, dude, I heard you got punched oh. in the face by a girl. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, yeah, he's going to yeah. like... No, I mean, I mean, Sam I, is the reason Katie never comes back to town. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I mean, I guess the, the only thing that Katie has at the end of the episode is that his family now be- is that Katie's family now believes her, I and guess. her dad thinks she's a badass. Yeah, yeah. You're a McBain. Yeah, I mean, that's yes. <sighs> well, thank you for. I mean, the thing I, I never understood about this episode is, mm-hmm. is why Kevin would show up. At the oh, because he, he just wants but, to rub it in her face. He's like. He's like, yeah, I got away with this once, and and because you 
you know, had the audacity to uh, embarrass me mm-hmm. in front of the town, I now I'm going to do something even worse, you know, and, yeah. it, it, on your lawn. Mm-hmm. Well, and even, like, like, yeah, and, and, and even like his which, line when they're coming out of the courtroom when he's just like, there was never a doubt in my mind. And it's like, okay, sure, maybe maybe there was some amount of fear somewhere. But for the most part, yeah, no, Claire's absolutely right. It was like, there was, there was literally never doubt in his mind, yeah. you know. I mean, it's, it's like they said, you know, when they're talking about how difficult it would be to prosecute, you know, the whole town was already biased mm-hmm. um, against Katie when this, you know, fastest trial ever uh, even began. <laughs> even you the know? newspaper article, like, tries to cast out by being like, you know, she was in trouble. She was a bad girl when she was in high school. Yeah, right? it's like, yeah. Okay. Because yeah. one, well, I mean, no just... one can ever change. And two, you know, just because... Y- you're rambunctious, you deserve to get yeah. raped in the car. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> well, let's also talk about, like, if I remember the events of the episode, uh, uh, what's the fiancé's name? Paula. Paula, Paula and, and Kevin were not engaged on the night that Kevin raped Katie. I, I think. I, I, I think part, 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 I think part of the fight was is that Kevin said that he was about to propose... But by the time the trial comes around, well, they the, are engaged. The, the 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 two thugs that confront yeah. Sam in the bathroom say that she got mad because they were engaged. Okay, because they, because they say yeah. that that's how the whole fight started between the two of them. Uh, okay, is that, is that Kevin told her that he was engaged to Paula? Oh, I, I, thought, I thought it was said that he was that he was going oh, to ask. I her. love that you brought this up because the uh, apparently the reason Kevin and Paula got into a fight was because he wanted her to stop talking to some other dude. Yeah, which I'm mm-hmm. just. Like really, Kevin? Really? And also, Paula, you put up with that shit? Right, like, come right. on. Well, like, and then the whole thing too when they're trying to find out whether or not he hit Paula, and we never get an answer to that question. No! And here's the thing: like, I'm going to say this for anyone who's not sure about it. Yes, he hit Paula. Oh, he has hit Paula. Yes, he will continue, continue to, to hit, hit Paula. Paula. <laughs> like, there's like, no doubt. But that would have been a more oh. satisfying ending. Like, like if, like if it ends with Paula throwing the ring back in his face, like anything. Yes. Anything. Or or <laughs> like, or if or if like they right. get they get a call in the middle of the night that Paula has hit him in the head with a frying pan and he's dead in the you know in the kitchen, like right. even that would have been like, a little bit fucking better. Like, I, don't I mean I wouldn't have been happy with that, but at least it would have been better than what we got. I yes. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, Quantum Leap, you screwed the pooch on this one. You know, I, again, Scott Bakula though, I do mm-hmm. think you're through the entire course of the episode, even in even within the context of the fight, like it's it was difficult to watch for all the wrong reasons, but he still brings it. You know, he's. He, I mean, I I do love watching Scott Bakula fight in a dress. It's, <laughs> it's really fun. Mm-hmm. Also, though, um, why can we just get Katie a t-shirt and some sweats? For I know, Christ right? Sake? Like, come on, like I don't. Well, I mean, <laughs> we, we, we've, we've talked about this before on previous episodes. I, I think it's a practical. It's a shorthand in case someone is tuning oh, in right there. Sure. Of course. Of course. This but man is in a woman's dress. This man is a woman. But man, some of the outfits that he has to wear, you're just sort of like, my God. Like, yeah. I well, I mean, what? I mean, what? I mean, while we're, we're going that route, I mean, also like Katie showing up for, to testify in the child dress. Also, keep in mind at Project Quantum Leap, they're seeing Sam walk around in a dress. Yeah. There too, which is a weird thing. But then also, right. you think like you want to make Katie as comfortable as possible. So let's give her this weird pseudo futuristic dress with the weird things. Yeah, I, I, I just chalk that up to eighties. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Or, or what Quantum Leap's idea of what future dress look like. Right. You know, let's, speaking of, of, of mythology for a second, when it comes to Quantum Leap, like, it is interesting that the development is is that they figured out a way now for Sam to hear 
the other person in the imaging chamber, which traditionally is no, not that was cool. Happen. Yeah, um, and that you know Al has the comment about where it's taking enough power to power light St. up St. Louis yeah, for a month. month. Yeah, yes. you know, but which is which is which is cool, and 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 uh, you know it's it's an interesting device, like within the context of the you know science fiction elements of the show, and it does again lead to the best moment of the episode. Um, you know, speaking about the direction of that particular scene too, the the choice for Scott to say those lines almost you know sotto voce while you know it just even yes. before even before the camera zooms in on her, even before she takes over saying the lines completely, it is clear that she is the focus, mm-hmm. yeah. which is nice because it it, it to me. It, as I was watching it, being prepared for what was going to happen, all I could think is like, great, they're just going to use her as a fucking prop anyway. During the actual scene, it did not feel that way, which is nice. Um, I also liked that that was how Sam was giving the testimony. Yes. Like, very dispassionately. Yeah. Like, very like, this is what happened. Yeah. And I yes, obviously he's, you know, because he... Because Obviously, not having experienced it himself, he has to rely on Katie's words to influence mm-hmm. his emotional retelling. I and I kind of liked that he just really didn't go there. Like he was just like, "These are the facts as they happened." You, you know what? I, I, know. I wonder. I wonder. I don't know if that was a choice, but or intentional. But yeah, that's how uh, I perceive. I, I no, I did too. I did too, actually. And I, I almost wonder now, thinking about the episode as a whole, because getting to that moment was really hard, and yeah. what happens after it is not great either. But that moment is so well done. You just can't help but wonder if the rest of the episode had just been tweaked a little bit. And I think part of it is losing the humor. I frankly, I'm sorry. The humor was just. Poor, it was piss poor. It was clunky. It was not done well at all. And I'm not saying that there was no place for humor in the episode. No. Humor would have been good at some points, I'm sure. It, Levity in trauma is necessary. But unfortunately, it just wasn't done well. Yeah. So I can't help but think that maybe if that was done better, if if I wouldn't have warmer feelings to the episode overall, because it just felt like the humor was either misplaced or just bad, and so it didn't it didn't work or resonate, make the rest of the episode resonate anymore, which generally is what it's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's supposed to have that dual effect of cutting the tension while also making those heavier moments hit and land harder. And because it didn't work, it just made a lot of those other moments feel kind of hackneyed and cliched as opposed mm-hmm. to feeling like they meant something. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I wonder if, if, if that would have been strengthened, you know, or taken, taken in a different direction, mm-hmm. if I would have been able to appreciate the episode as a whole more, because again, this sort of climactic moment is is so well done. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. It, and, and of course, the ending would have had to be changed. But other than that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, no, and and, and uh, I mean, I w- watching the scene of Katie's testimony, it, it is it is very impactful because it's. I mean, uh, you know, slut shaming aside, like she, she's like I, I, I. It made me re- remember. Like, that's why I, I, you know, big trigger warning on this whole episode and this, you know, whole thing. Because it's just like, oh, yeah, I I remember what it felt like to, you know, be totally pinned down and have, you know, someone palm my face and, and have both wrists in one hand. And, and I'm a pretty strong person. And just being like, oh, there's, I don't know how to get out of this. And when, and when she, and then when they say, you know, 
uh, why, when did you, when did you stop fighting when she's like, you know, because I thought he was going to kill me. Like there, you know, Mm. I mean, yes, fight, try to get away with, get away if you can, but there is, it's not your fault if all you're doing is trying to live because survival is the ultimate goal. In any situation like that, you just want to, you just like, I want to survive. I want to survive. I want to survive. And, and, and you go, and sometimes you go catatonic and you don't even like, like there are, there are parts I don't even remember because I'm just, I am like, oh, wait a minute where I remember these things, but I don't remember how I got from this place to this other part of the apartment. Like, and so it was, it was a very, to me, um, and again, never having experienced that amount of violence, but like it was, it was very realistic. Yeah. And I think, I think that part of the, that part was written very well. I no, I agree. The oh wow, I found one complimentary thing to say. <laughs> there we go. Her her description of what happened, and you know, even even up to the point where she says it got a little foggy, like that. Just the 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 entirety of that is is handled so well that it literally just feels like and maybe this is what Deborah Pratt ended up writing for the episode right. you know I don't know I don't and nothing know. against Beverly Bridges but no, the rest I of the episode is just almost yeah. like it just feels like the same person didn't do this you know I don't know um you know it's even even with some of like Sam's lines it just kind of feels like he gets it in a way that none of these other characters get it and and I suppose that maybe the statement that that maybe the episode was trying to make is like they didn't get it in 1980. You should get it now in 1991. Clearly, people didn't. Well, that's people some good wishful thinking. But like, well, no, right? I mean, I mean like, I basically to, to clarify what I said earlier is like the reason why they said it in 1980 is like basically that was their idea of setting it in present day. Yeah. Sure. So they were they weren't trying to make some comment like we've come any way in 11 years. They were just right. Like, yeah. 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 And I didn't th- I didn't think that they were trying to make that statement either. It was just it just felt like. I guess knowing maybe maybe this is the you know the the key to contextualizing the episode is knowing what we know now. It's just sad that a that that a more direct statement was not made with the episode in 1991, and I'm not sure. saying it would have changed anything. But knowing what we know now, this episode would not have done anything. No. To like change people's perceptions. Because no. a, an audience in 1991, I don't think, would have seen this episode and been equipped to make the judgments that an episode that would have no judgment made internally, that, that I think maybe the expectation was? I don't know. Maybe I'm just expecting too much from Quantum Leap in general. I, I, mean, I, I, think, I, think, like, I think in general... I kind of like, spaced out there for a second, so I might have said no to a thing that I actually agreed with. So sorry. Ultimately, the payoff of this episode is revenge porn. Yeah, it's getting yes. to watch Sam. Yes. And like and that's yes. it's that and wish that's fulfillment. And don't yeah. get me wrong, it's very satisfying in a lot of ways to watch him beat mm-hmm. the shit out of Kevin. Yeah, because I mean, the, the, like yeah. like I mentioned earlier, like it's a thing that I fantasize about every, literally every day mm-hmm. is is you know physically besting people who have either you know assaulted me or you know more people in, you know, high national office and, um, sorry, secret service, but you know, it's true. And, um, and so yes, but at the same time, it's like, I also know 
that that's not how you solve problems. Yes. Right, right, exactly. Like, in like, isolation, like yeah. in that moment, it's rewarding. Yeah, I would like, love oh the God, it comes the fucker in his so face. Good, but yes, but, but yeah. it ultimately is just going to make the situation worse. Yeah. 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 I think. Well, and it's like, you know, it's, it's that, it's that idea that, and it's so difficult, you know, it's easy to, to say it's so harder to live up to, but it's that idea that it's like, this person went low, I'm going to try to go high, you know? And, and the fact that that option gets taken away from Sam the way that it does, I don't blame Sam for doing what he did necessarily, but I do blame the writers for yeah. not coming up with a better oh, resolution. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, that whole scene is technically self-defense. Oh, yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. It's not like he, like, stalks him and, you know, finds him as he's walking out of the restaurant and then beats the hell out of him, you know, but yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, but it's, it was just, it, it is a little revenge porny, like, yeah, yeah, like Dennis mentioned, because it's just like, oh, it's, everything's fine if you just, you know, draw some blood. And, 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 you know, look, I have, I, I think that revenge as as a as a storyline as a topic as something to to dive into I think is intriguing it always has yeah. been to me uh, I just think that that in this particular instance it, there's no there's no there, there was the exact opposite of what I feel like a real revenge story should tell us. You know, if you, if you, if you read Hamlet, if you see Hamlet, you realize that revenge is not good. You know what I mean? It can be intriguing. It can be something that I want to watch happen. But ultimately, I walk out of the theater knowing eh, things didn't end up so well for you. You know? Ultimately, that's the best course of action. Something was definitely rotten in Denmark. Um, so Denmark. Yeah, I got it right this time. Yeah. So, So you know. same thing with like even like a movie even like a movie like Kill Bill you know which that (laughs) that entire thing is about revenge you don't walk out of the end of the second movie when she's finally killed Bill spoiler alert feeling good about the fact that she did it right (laughs) you know even like there's that beautiful scene between the two of them after she's already done the 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 heart punch Mm -hmm. to him and he knows he's gonna die and she knows that he knows he's gonna die like it's a really wonderful scene because like you can see it in Uma Thurman's face where she's just sort of like it's not enough. It's not, yeah, exactly. It's so not it's like, enough. You get, you know, you get something out of it. You don't get shit out of this. No. Other than, other than, like you said, the revenge porn. It's like, it's, it's, it, there's a reason why it's called revenge porn yeah. because it's the same outcome as watching it's, porn. It's, it's like, you feel good for half a second, but there's no, there's no lasting impact. Then, then, then there's shame and clearing of the browser. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh, what a tangent. <laughs> so, it's, you know, it's almost exhausting in a way to talk about this because I... I, mean, I, I yes. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, 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 I realize I have a really bad habit of interrupting when I'm excited. I don't so care. I, no, go I for it. No, no, it's like, we have been, we haven't had much social media presence the last couple of weeks. Because we took a couple days off for the yeah. holidays and yeah. everything. But even like... I, I I have just dreaded like posting on Facebook saying we're going to be back in two weeks with raped. Yeah, right. This is what and I and I and I think with. that's why I haven't posted anything on social media yeah. about yeah. the next episode. Yeah, I know. That's why I was so jazzed last night when Stephanie posted that thing about Rosa with Doctor Who. I was like, Doctor Who. Yeah. I can say good things about Doctor Who we all day long. Because yeah. here's the thing: I like I am an unabashed fan of Doctor Who. I've watched Doctor Who for t- over 25 years. I started with the classic series. I love the new series. I love Doctor Who. I was saying this to Jessica the other night. There are a lot of people out there right now that are bashing the new season. There are people I see on 
on Reddit threads, like just talking about how awful the show was 35 years ago or whatever the case may be, that I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm not saying that they're all award winners. No. I'm not saying that they're acting well, that they're designed well, that the stories all hold together. I just fucking love it. And I can't yeah. help it. I just love it. And the thing is, is it's sort of like, that was, that was something that made me think, like, oh, cool, I can say something positive, I can talk about something now here in the context of, of Quantum Leap because we're relating it to something I love. And the thing is, is, with this episode, it's like, again, I love Quantum Leap, but I can't really say much good about this episode. So, maybe the redeeming factor of us discussing this episode is that it will create a dialogue amongst the listeners, Maybe. I, I don't know. I, you know, this like, is definitely an episode where I am very interested to hear um, what, what listeners have to say on social media. I really am. Like, I, I because, I, again, going back to what I was saying earlier, overwhelmingly what I found online was a lot of support for this episode. A lot of, like, like you said, AV Club said it was, you know, yeah. one of the top ten episodes I, they got right. Man, man or a woman. Reviewer. Oh, I, I can't remember. I'm sorry. I, didn't, okay. I don't know that I looked. I'm should've, pretty sure. I yeah, I'm pretty looked. sure it was a man. I should have looked. Um, and there was, and actually, I found, and my computer died, so I can't. No, I can't remember. But there was. I did find one article that Alistair Wilkins mentioned yeah. that this specifically as an episode where they got it wrong. So, oh no. Uh, so, uh, what it, was it like? Uh, the things about Quantum Leap upon reviewing that you realize were not really great or something yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, kind of like, wah, wah. Um, so it's, it's not all glowing. And again, like, I, under, I understand the intention. Like, I, can, I guess I can see where this would have been a groundbreaking episode of television in 1991, maybe, but I... I don't remember, like, this one, I don't think it got a lot of attention... Like, I like yeah. either way. Like, I don't... Yeah. I don't know. But I just... It's got so many issues. Yeah. I don't know if I would include this one in a marathon. Right. Yeah. Def- oh, I definitely... Yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't include well, a marathon. This is, a, this is one I would definitely skip in the rewatch. Yeah. Like, right. Because, we, you know, we all have... I mean, you know, I, I going back to Buffy, like, it's probably my most favorite show of all time. There are at least four episodes that when I do a Buffy rewatch that I, I just skip. It's beer, one of them. Beer bad is the worst. <laughs> that one, that one, and the one that is so bad, I can't remember the name of it. It's in season five, where it's like the penultimate to the finale episode, where I I call it the Joss forgot he needed to deliver twenty two episodes this season episode, <laughs> where Dawn is like catatonic and they have to like keep doing anyway. Yeah. There are bad episodes. Right. There's sure. always bad episodes. Um, well, and, and to me, this is one of them. And, and especially, again, when the pressure is on to create 22-hour-long yeah. episodes of content. Mm-hmm. Like, it's incredibly difficult to do that consistently and to do it yeah. well. This makes uh, the case for 13. Right, right. You know, here's another here's another idea, too. And, and, and I, you know, I try to stay away from, like, should-have-dones, you know, but, but certainly could-have-dones. I'm always about. I think this episode could have explored a little bit more about what Sam was feeling because so yes. often the the immediate reaction was just to be indignant as opposed to really make him feel what it felt like to be Katie. Because the only time that that happens is at the end of the episode when Katie actually says, and we get that one short moment where we see Sam's face after she's done. Yeah. And that's the only time I genuinely feel like Sam gets it. Yeah. And that's not. I'm not trying to I guess say. That, I'm not trying to say. That's probably his bad. truly woke episode in the in, a moment. Truly woke epi- moment in the episode. Yeah. 
I can't talk anymore. That's all right. It's all right. <laughs> but but again, it would. I think that maybe that would have helped to tell us a little bit mm-hmm. more and learn more from the episode. And maybe especially if the episode like had this opportunity to put a man in a woman's shoes. Not that, of course, as we've said, a man cannot be raped because he absolutely can be. Yes. But to, but to at a time when rape was definitely something that we looked at as being that happens to women as opposed yes. to it happens to everyone. I think that that would have absolutely been able to tell us something. And sometimes, again, just the act of doing it isn't enough. Like, just the act of saying, like, Sam is in the, you know, is in the shoes of someone who's been raped isn't enough. You've got to actually do something with it. And I feel like they don't until that moment. And I, and I, and I wonder what would have happened if we would have really seen a little bit more of Sam having to deal with being a rape victim as opposed to just being a rape victim. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know how you do that in a 43-minute episode. Yes. I mean, other than, yeah. like, 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 if, like if, they were to, if they were to handle the entire process of how long it would it take to have gone to trial and, yes. have, and, have, yeah. and have Sam live in Katie's shoes for that amount of time and live in town and right? be shunned in town and be shunned at church. I guess the sad thing about they, the they did a lot of They did a lot of telling, not showing. They yeah. did. They and did I think with, the, like, the Sunday school and the newspaper and... Right. Yeah. The obscene phone call. And the, sad thing, and the sad thing that ends up happening is, is the episode becomes so not about Katie no. and so not about rape. You know what I mean? Like that's, I think that they that's the biggest failure. <laughs> the biggest failure of the yeah, episode. Take is a drink the, every time they say the word. Right? The victim gets completely lost until that one exceptional moment of the episode. And, 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 and I'm not saying that we needed more, even though we see her often in the beginning in the mirror images and that sort of yeah. stuff. It's just sort of like something gets lost along the way. And maybe it gets lost because they felt the need to give us all of the cliched... Victim-blaming bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to actually being able to see Sam as a victim. Because Sam kind of has an answer for everything, or he's indignant about everything that happens. It's bad. So it's just... I I, I wish that maybe we could have seen more of that. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, yeah, yeah, because, I mean, he, he, he... Sam is not the victim. So I totally right. understand that he cannot empathize in that way. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It, yeah. Well, it's, it's over anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Sam, so yeah, so Sam is beating the shit out of yes. Kevin, the family, we get the whole, after all, I am a McBain. Da-da-da-da-da-da. da and he's he's in a he's obviously in a spaceship. He, he leaps into a rocket. Taking ship. up, yeah. You know, and it's like it's like looking back, looking back even on. Sorry, I just I just had to do keep this going. Quick. Looking back on some of the stuff on Al's place in the forum, you, you know, some of the comments from men. You know, this has got to be tied with my second favorite show. It's nice to have a strong person around when the slimo comes back. Oh, you God. know, uh, I love this episode. The best was when Sam beats the crap out of the rapist. My mom and my sister love that scene too. I wish that would happen to all rapists. It's like, okay, you know, and, and, and again, it just goes on and on. Lots of, you know, it's excellent. It's excellent. It's excellent. Um, but in fairness, I don't know, maybe this, I'm wrong. It's very no, no, but, but in, in fairness, this is Al's place. These comments were probably written in 1997. Actually, 2005, 2007. You know. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that one, that that AV club was from you know five, six years ago. Like, yeah. You know, but I and just it, I can't. It, it, as much as it, in feels good to watch. It's I just it's not. It, it that can't be the way. 
that can't be the way we deal with this. Yeah. Is by beating people up. And also, it. I'm just so fucking sick of the, oh, the man is going to come in with violence to save the woman. Like, I'm so sick of that shit. I'm so tired of it. Yeah. Because, one, first of all, a lot of us are strong enough to handle ourselves. Right. And second of all, when we're not, that's never the answer. Like, I don't... And it's also, it's it's when you come in with violence, if the woman is, assuming the woman is present, you can create a more dangerous situation and put her in more danger. Dudes, what we need you to do is, number one, believe us. Fucking believe... When a woman comes to you... And I understand, I understand that, yes, there are false rape accusations. There are times when a, a woman, quote-unquote, cries rape, and it is not the case. And I understand that 100%. Those are so in the minority. Well, mm-hmm. And so just the, what, what, what guys can do is just, one, believe us, and two, say you believe us, and three... Back us up legally, politically, vocal. Use your fucking voice, guys. Don't use your fists. Use your voice. Because that is how the culture will change. That's the only way the culture is going to change is when men can stand up and say, this is wrong. We're, we're raised in this rape culture that we don't even entirely understand ourselves. So we have to be the ones to fix it. I'm getting off my quote-unquote high horse now. No, I, mm. I, I completely agree. And uh, the only thing that I would add to that is I personally would much rather say to someone I believe you and stand by them and then find out that they were lying than I would to not believe them and find but, out that they weren't. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And and, and again, I, I, I think that the, the minuscule amount of, of, of women that do falsely accuse... It is absolutely worth saying, you know, that, mm-hmm. that yes, I would rather just say, I believe you. Um, I, I think that, yeah, I, I completely agree with that. And again, and, and this is also coming from this, the status of, of, you know, white privilege, because I do understand that, you know, there... Oh God, I'm going to get, ins- ah, this is such a slippery slope I'm on right now. But I understand that there is historical precedent of uh, w- white women crying rape against black men for consensual relationships that were later discovered back when interracial relations, sorry for mm-hmm. lack of a better term, was uh, illegal. In a lot of places. So, yes, I understand that I ha- that we have to frame it in that context. Mm-hmm. But the vast majority of the time when a woman says she was assaulted, more than likely she was. And we'll put it there. Exactly. But yes, I, I, I almost had a foot and mouth moment. I'm really good at that. But, you know, it's just, this is why we need to be having these discussions. Because well, yeah. it is it is complicated and it is uncomfortable. Yes, but it is complicated. But I'm not going to say in your defense because you're yes. in your defense. It's just like 
you're going to say things in the heat of the moment that you have to like stop and give caveats and clarifications because yes. it is a very complicated thing. Exactly. Right. And yes. Just, it has to be very. It's not like take like the sound bites or things out of context like yes. we are prone to do. But yes. Yeah. There. You know. It, there. There's never a finite good and bad, right and wrong. There's always mm. just shades. And, I mean, you know, and yeah, but just, just stand up for us, guys. It's not that hard. Yeah, and 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 you it, still have all the power. I think. Uh, <laughs> I think Am I, I think wrong. One of the thi- no, no, <laughs> yeah. no. That's, that's why I said. Uh, <laughs> like, I, I I think that one of the things too about using your voice, and and this is a more universal thing, but I mean, especially kind of going on what you said, is that it, part of that is not just standing by backing up you know saying i believe her she's right it's also being willing to continue the conversation yeah and and being able to have the conversation yeah. and, and and talk about it because this it's, is a conversation men have to have with each other yeah exactly mm-hmm. that's yes. what needs to happen yes is, absolutely is dudes need to stand up against other dudes and say oh no you can't talk about women that way right. or oh no mm-hmm. you're telling a story about last night and it's really obvious that she was passed out and you totally raped her like right. like these are like that's you know what i mean yeah, like yeah. these are yeah no I, I i completely agree and i think that that is key to to having any sort of change happen and i think that part of the conversation also has to happen with yourself. Yeah. You know oh, yeah. I mean? like yeah. You, you need to be able to have the conversation on your own, in your own head, in your own mind, in, in an honest and forthright manner, because it, it's not, you know, it's not, a, and again, it's the reason why the ending of this episode is so bad. It's not about punishing someone. It's not about punishing yourself. It's not about, it, it, it's again, that's so self-indulgent. Yeah. It's not about looking at something that you've done in the past and, 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 and then just completely you know, crumbling under the weight of it or anything like that. It's about examining what you've done in the past, owning it, accepting it, knowing that it was wrong, and and, and then figuring out how to move on from it, how to grow from it. Mm -hmm. That's not to say, obviously, that people don't do things that they need to be you know, there needs to be some form of punishment. Like, yeah, I'm, sure. not say, I'm not saying that we just give you know, rapists a pat on the back and say, I hope you learned something from this. You know, like, God, yes. no. But, but, yes. but again, I but also, but also, a good start, though. but also at the same time, don't publicly wring your hands and, 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 right. and, and do it in a way that it's like, give me credit for my fig- own self-flagellation. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. Give me credit for, for getting woke. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, Something I just got woke to. This is going to be a complete 180. That's a a drinking game in and of itself. I I, I have one that that I learned today, too. Here's something. I wonder if it's the same thing. Because here's something I wondered if if, if you thought about this at all. That Katie is also the name of Sam's abused sister. That just just occurred to me, too. And Sam has leapt into a woman named Named Katie Katie. who's been abused. Oh, my gosh. I didn't Yeah. I realized, like, I I don't know if it would... It would have been a choice. I, I don't know if it would have been a good yeah. choice. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it would have been a good choice, but for Sam to remember that in the process of her abusive relationship, yeah. had Katie been raped, and that gives him more personal investment in it. Sure. Like I said, that would have been a choice. I don't know if that would have been a good choice. But to play devil's advocate, <laughs> sorry, but he doesn't. He shouldn't have to need it. Like that's the argument. Yes. That's the argument of think of her as your mother, yeah. sister, as, as a father, like, as a husband. Yeah. Of, yes, like yeah. and it's just like no, like yeah. it's a person. Yeah. <laughs> like you don't have to have a you don't have to be able to equate a personal connection with a victim to understand that what happened to them was wrong. Yeah, 
Exactly, yes. You know? Yeah. Like I said, it would have been a yes. choice. But no, yes. I, like, I, 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 been... I don't know if it would have been... I don't yeah. know if it would have been a good choice. Yeah. I don't know. But that is an interesting connection. No. Yeah. When, you, when you said 180, like, out of nowhere, I thought we were just bringing up some random one. So I just, I just learned today for the first time that using the term spirit animal... Yes. ...is offensive. That's a no-go. I don't use it. That's a no-go. Yes. I don't use it on a regular basis. So I'm like, okay, well, at least I, I, I never say that. But, like, I never realized that, that it was offensive. Sure. The more you know. Yeah. And that was uh, by, by one of our listeners. Mm-hmm. Or she, she used to listen at one time. Uh, Dana. Um, but, yeah, because we, uh, mm-hmm. we follow mm-hmm. each other on our personal Twitter accounts, not just the, the Quantum Leap Twitter account. Mm-hmm. But she reposted a thing today. Yeah. Saying, I was like, oh, because it, it's considered offensive by, by Native American it people. Is. And I was like, oh. I, I had never thought about that, but... Uh, That's big time appropriating, yeah. That That is... Uh, sure. So, uh, for Patronus, you can use, you know, from, from, sure. from Harry Potter, you can use that. Fursona. That's that's the other one I saw. White people, you have a fursona. You have a fursona. Wow. Oh, that's funny. Wow. Yeah, because, like, <laughs> I, I, uh, I have a book in my bathroom that is just, like, an interview with, like, you know, successful, influential people, and, and part of the book is, like, everybody's chapter. It starts off with, like, a little, like, depiction of, like, what their spirit animal hmm. is. And I was like, oh, that totally makes sense, but I had never thought of it. Yeah. See? This is why we got to do the work. Yeah. You gotta constantly be learning. You know, the thing is, is I th- th- that term specifically, sure, but like, th- I mean, obviously, the the what it means is not appropriating because that's not something that's exclusive to Native American cultures, and it's not even something that is universal to Native American cultures. We're getting way off topic, but like, well, no, no, but 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 but, 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 but right, like, I mean, we shouldn't we shouldn't be necessarily trying to say that, like. I don't know. I mean, I'm confused by that, and the reason why I'm confused by that, like, first of all, I, I mean, for one of the most marginalized peoples in the history of, of, of humanity, like, I, you could tell me that I can no longer say Batman because it was one of your symbols, and I will never say Batman again. Like, <laughs> I, you're, I'm on your side. You know, you know what I mean. But, but, it, but it's just interesting to me because it feels like something that. <sighs> How much of it is manufactured indignation on the part of somebody that wants to get protective over something, and how much of it is actually a Native American subculture who uses that term standing up and saying, like, please don't do this anymore because it's offensive? Well, as I like reading the. the, I'm saying how much. No, no, no. Like, reading the thread that I saw is like, apparently, like, Native Americans for years have been saying, we find this offensive. And I was like, oh, well, I didn't hear that. And, And my shorthand thing, it's like, at the end of the day, it's like. Native American people find this offensive. Okay, I. But yeah, that's exactly. I'm not, I'm not we gonna, still I'm not, live in a world where the Washington Redskins are. A yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah. There's. I think the point we're trying to make is there's a lot of work still left to be done, yeah. and just keep doing it. Well, no, did yeah. do the work. Said a key thing there is just like he didn't he didn't hear that. You know what I mean? And 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 I think that that's also the other thing too is being able to admit like. I, I, you know, it's, it's not that I'm not listening. It's just that I didn't hear that. Yes. You know, and and now I have, you know, and now I've heard and and And, now. And and I, yes. And I think the the other thing is, is, and I, and I progressives are doing this a lot to each other right now is like when someone says an offensive term, 
assume that they don't know. Yes. Right. And call them in. Don't call them out. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Just say, hey, in case you don't know. Did you know? Right. Exactly. Did, you, Did know, you know that this Instead is... of, like, automatically assuming that yes. they said that from a place of trying to be malicious. As, right, right. As, as, as a queer person, this is a lot of my life sometimes. <laughs> is, hey, just so you know, no, that, that's not cool. Like, right. you, mm-hmm. we don't do that. Like, well, I know, for, you know for, for a long time, there was just so much that I didn't know when it came to, like, the gender diverse community, and it was so difficult for me to... Uh, to figure out how to uh, how to penetrate that in a, in a way that I would gain understanding, you know, and 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 I think that like what you're saying, it's if people, if we were just kinder when we decided mm-hmm. to divulge the information, if we were calling people in instead of calling them out, mm-hmm. I think it would it would it would really be helpful, you know. To, it, now there are a lot of assholes out there. Don't get me wrong, same, but well, you know. also at the same time, it's like sometimes when you're constantly bombarded with microaggressions every single day, sometimes you just get tired of having to educate people. And I'm not saying we shouldn't keep doing it and, you know, and and tactfully explaining why, you know, things are offensive um, if we are part of minority communities. But at the same time, I totally understand why sometimes people get touchy rather than using it as a teaching moment because when so much of your life is a teaching moment, sometimes you're just fucking tired. Of course, that's fair. Of course. It's like, like, oh my God, why do I have to explain this again? That's right. Okay, okay. okay, let Let me give this caveat. If you are not part of that oppressed class... Yes. Yes. Then call them in. But if you are part of that oppressed class, you totally have the right to just to, be like to I'm, call them out. I'm because, like you said, when when, yeah. when, it, when it's your life that, that that is so much the teaching moment, then you have permission yeah. to lose your shit. Sure, <laughs> but but if you are not part of that, but if you are not part of that oppressed class, okay. But but here's an example. Up until about maybe six months ago or so, I had no idea that the term trans is, 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 is out. Like that is not acceptable to use anymore. Well, that's something I didn't know. Well, there you go. See, exactly. And that's something to me that it's just sort of like when, when, when Mm -hmm. stuff is changing and shifting so fast and, and and people are, are owning and accepting, you, you know, their, their own identities and, and formulating that, you know, in a flash, sometimes it is difficult for people that are not a part of that particular segment which yeah. sounds weird that I even said that, but no, well, anyway, it's, it's dip, yeah, that, part, that that particular part of the community. It's just sort of like, how am I? You know, I'm trying to be open and accepting and connect, but if I'm out with somebody and and I use that term and somebody like smacks me down for it, it's sort of like, fuck! I thought that that was okay. Like, I, I if it's not great, I will not use it. Like, I'm cool with that because I respect you and I respect your right to you know, decide. Mm-hmm. It's not my right to decide for you, but it, but it can be difficult if somebody's is, is berating you as opposed to, you know, saying, because like, I get that. It's just like, yeah. sometimes you just, you just get tired. I know. Sure. Yeah. And we all get cranky when we're tired <laughs> as dads. Yeah. But no. yeah it's kind of, I mean, yeah, it's even like, uh, when we did Jimmy, I spent that entire episode using the term mentally disabled. Mm-hmm. And I realized after the fact that that is no longer yeah. the, the term. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I thought I was all woke for not using the R word. 
<laughs> well, you're making good progress. Yeah, and, but but and even and like since we've been throwing that word around, like I've learned recently that there are some people in the black community who think that that woke is not a word white people get. Yeah, no, I agree. That's why. Boy, they that, sure that, use it a hell of a lot, though. I know. I know. Yeah. That's why. That's why it's like I. I. I used it because it's one of those things where I'm like, I'm using this word to convey, because it's it's something that people understand the meaning yes. of yeah. right now. So, but again, yeah, it's, no, it's, it's appropriated and also way played out. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> wow, we've taken this, so this, many this, this might be a bonus episode. Oh, I don't know, we'll like, see. Oh my gosh. Right? But... <laughs> But we should start to. Uh, start we should definitely. Episode. We should definitely. Uh, 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 episode uh, cool down. Yeah, uh, Claire, would you like to plug your pluggables? I would love to plug my pluggables. Uh, so uh, you can find me on Instagram at Claire N Bears. C L A I R E N B A A R S. Uh, I am currently uh, in an Indiegogo campaign to record my first studio album with my band Claire and the Bears. So if you want to check us out, please do. Um, Claireandthebears.com. Um, thank you so much. I always love being on this show with you guys. Um, I always feel like I'm here for the special lady episodes, and it's great. <laughs> I don't, yeah. Like, again, like we were talking about how sometimes you just get tired, but again, at the end of the day, if I can help bring some perspective to things that's awesome also world i don't speak for all women (laughs) (laughs) so if you want to come after me come after me i do not speak for all women um but yeah always a pleasure john awesome we'll put that thank you yeah that's such a podcast thing to say show notes notes. no but thank you so much for joining us and Um, we've been you know uh, it has been difficult for us recently just because of coordinating schedules in general but finding ways to make sure that we include our guests and do so in a way that doesn't mean that you're only here for the very special oh i don't know (laughs) but no 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 i just wanted i I know and i appreciate that and i'm so glad but i just i it's one of those things that sometimes i guess i'm sensitive to because i don't want i just don't want people to think that the only reason that we're calling Mm -hmm. on you is i mean but at the end of the day we're also two straight white dudes so what the fuck do we know yeah yeah. Um, oh there was one more thing I wanted to plug. Um, So because uh, this episode does deal with rape, um, it's literally the title of the episode, um, I did want to uh, put out there, you know, if you or anyone you know, um, you know, has uh, been the victim of sexual assault and needs someone to talk to, uh, please reach out to RAIN, the Rape, Abuse, and Incest uh, National Network. Um, That's going to be R-A-I-N-N.org, or you can call them at 1-800-656- Four six seven three. Um, they're an absolutely wonderful organization, um, and if you uh, have some bucks you want to throw their way, uh, please do that because um, they help a lot of people. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. My pleasure. Um, so next time, Sam's a chimp. Yes. Sam is a spaceship. <laughs> I was just say yeah. Have you that had... one. That one's funny. Like I love that they go from raped to yeah. Yeah. Sam's a chimpanzee. Yeah. What's <laughs> I mean, like that one does deal with some serious issues. No, it is yeah. though. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and yet I feel like based on my memory that it is definitely one of the. It, it, it's comedic in all the right ways. Sure. You know, and yeah. then when it does hit those issues, it does them in in pretty great ways too yeah pretty yeah. good but yeah. what, what I do love is I remember this is when we had our conversation with Jean-Pierre Dorleac uh, the costume designer on the show <laughs> during the film of that episode he had to drive 45 minutes to set just 
on at Scott Bakula's request to make sure that his ass looked good in a diaper. Yeah. Hell yeah, Scott Bakula. <laughs> Way to right, man. make hey, that happen. When you've been working on this show for four years as hard as he had, yes. he has every right to say, I want my ass to look good in these diapers. <laughs> I just realized yeah. that that is the first time this afternoon that I have objectified uh, Scott Bakula, which <laughs> usually happens much earlier. Oh, we so, did it a long time ago. Uh, like, <laughs> oh, yeah. How the test was won was when I first Speaking of, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, yeah, let me... Uh, I'll, it's a story for off mic, but I'll tell you a story for okay. off mic. <laughs> um, I, you know, in closing, I do just want to say that in spite of, I, I think that this episode has enormous issues, and I think that there are a lot of couldas, wouldas, and shouldas about it, that the fact that it was able to inspire a discussion like this and the feelings that it did, um, you know, just I think speaks to our own personal investment with the show yeah. uh, and with the topic as well. So hopefully you've, you've been able to glean some enjoyment from our discussion. Uh, uh, and uh, let us know what you thought of the episode, and let us know, you know, what you thought of our discussion as well. Whether you liked it or hated it, or somewhere in between, because I just think that it's worth. This is one of those episodes that could be worth continuing the discussion about, just because I, I feel like it could be very divisive. Because again, it seems like the community at large, um, in the reviews that we read, seem to be more complimentary than maybe our. We should get some heat for this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> come at us. Bring it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We would love to hear what people have to yeah. say. So. Yes. But that being said, we're going to leave out of here. We'll see you next week for the, the wrong stuff. stuff. <laughs> Bye-bye, Take everybody. care, everybody. Later. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed what you've heard or have any questions or comments, don't be shy. Reach out to us online at www.quantumleappod.com or Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Fates Wide Wheel. And remember to hit the subscribe button and leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you may be listening. Until next time.